Hello, everybody. Welcome to Junk Miles, episode 15. I'm your co-host, Jeff Lyons. We are at Chip Chantry Studios, I guess we'd call this, right, Chip? That's what we call it, yeah. Yeah, Chip Chantry Studios. Uh, as we normally do, we run while we talk, we talk while we run. We are not allowed to actually run tonight. Uh, Chip and I, you know, we share the same doctor, Dr. Ronnie. He would not allow us to run due to many things. He thought it would be cold. If we were running while we were talking, he was afraid, like, our lungs would freeze. Yeah. Right? Uh, FLS, uh, frozen lung syndrome. Frozen lung syndrome. So we scheduled uh, an indoor show, and we scheduled a great guest. But it turned out unseasonably warm today, wouldn't you say, Chip? Yeah, I actually went for a run yesterday. It was beautiful. We were having some balmy autumn days here in January. Balmy autumn days. Was that fourth album? Yes, your bom- four- Balmy Autumn Days. Was, was your yeah. fourth? Where, where, where did you record that one? Uh, I, I recorded that at... Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to think where that one was. It was a was little- it Sandals? Wasn't it a Sandals resort? It was a Sandals resort in uh, Acapulco. <laughs> Acapulco. Oh, that's fantastic. Um, we're getting a little off track here. So it's a, it's a beautiful January night, uh, Junk Miles. And um, the one thing that we've been wanting to do for a very long time is get this one guest. And, and I can't, Chip, we could not have asked for a better time to have this guest yes. come in the studio correct you're talking about tom hanks right before exactly the oscars. It, yeah, it's going to be very exciting you're talking about next week when we have tom hanks tom hanks next week for our oscar show because yeah. we love oscars sure absolutely actually but but uh, i don't i don't want to i don't want to uh d- discredit or, or insult our guest but uh, okay. a very close second to mr tom hanks yes very close second. That we're also very excited about and uh we've been very excited to have him here for a while yeah, our guest is a Philadelphia-based writer for Deadspin. He's also a man about town. And I mention this at least once a year. I, I say this man is my number one source for Philadelphia news for the past 10 years. Yeah. Not important news. Not like school closings or shootings or stuff like that. Just stuff like um, drunk woman uh, uh, berates cop at comedy club. Sure. Who's the first guy who'd be on that story? Uh, that would be uh, Mr. Dan McQuaid. Dan McQuaid, thanks for coming to Junk Miles. Thank you for having me, and I'm really out of shape right now, so so this thanks that it's an indoor episode. Well, good, yeah, you get to sit on the couch. Uh, we just had some pizza from Square Pie. If we can get a shout out to Square Pie, maybe they'll give us some free pizza sometime. You never know. It's actually called Square Pie. The name oh, of the place. It is called Square Pie down oh. at uh, uh, Six and Pashyunk. I thought you were just using like a Philly term, because I was like. Chip, what kind of pizzas? You're like square pie. I'm like, is that like like you know Philly person said calling tomato pie? But oh right, that's so the name of the, the place. Of it. Uh, it is the shape of it, but it's also the official name of the place. That's fantastic. Yeah, I believe they're. Uh, I if I, I look them up, I believe their uh, official company name is Square Pie Holdings LLC. Wow, Ooh. I would guess that would be a much better sign, wouldn't it? Yeah, Square, square pie, pie Holdings LLC. LLC. Like, why doesn't the box say that? Yeah, it should. This is a great time to have Dan on the show because what happened Sunday, Chip? This past Sunday. Uh, my mom went to church. Yeah, and she did. Uh, and I believe uh, they went to the Old Country Buffet afterwards. Mm-hmm. You know, had a great meal. Great meal. Uh, I, you know, um, I, th- I think it was it. You know, you're referring to uh, the football match. Football match in Philadelphia. We love our football team, which are the Philadelphia Eagles. The birds. The birds. And um, we won a, I guess, the NFC championship championship game. championship game. And Philadelphia went nuts. And. Dan, this is right in your wheelhouse, right? You work, you now, since I believe last March, you started working for Deadspin. I did. I've I've been I've lived in Philadelphia my entire life, um, uh, and uh, I've been writing about Philadelphia for Philadelphia publications, pretty much almost my entire life, or maybe half of my life. And uh, and last last year, I went to Deadspin, my first full time job at a national media organization. Um, but fortunately, I still get to live in Philly 
and still get to write about Philadelphia um, extensively, especially when the sports teams are good, which is rare. But maybe maybe me moving to Deadspin is what jumpstarted the Eagles. You think that's it? That's the good luck thing, right? Yeah. yeah. Is your writing process different? Do you, do you think, I mean, obviously you think about the audience and, and who's reading, but uh, do you worry more about references or... Do you have to make it more of a broad appeal since people from across the country rather than writing for a Philly-based audience? Um, yeah, it's definitely, I mean, what I would say is that definitely there's, I have a, there's fewer topics in Philadelphia I can write about. When I was at Philly Mag, first freelance and then full-time, and I, I probably wrote there for six years, I think, um, there was no, there's no item of Philadelphia news too small. Right, right. People will read anything. Um, <laughs> and, like, like, definitely you'll get comments like, whoa, this is news. Like, But a lot of people want to know that the 23 is splitting into the 23 and 45. And sure. Those are Michael Jordan's numbers, and that's funny. Yeah. That's a, you know, that is, that is life, life in Philadelphia. Um, but fortunately, I still get to do a lot of the... A lot of similar stories to what I did in the past, and I now get to write about things that are outside of Philadelphia as well, which is great. Do a, the majority of the writers for Deadspin work in, in their own cities? They, people work in New York all over? Um, so our offices are in New York, um, in, I don't know, Chelsea, or mm -hmm. maybe some other neighborhood. It probably has like five names. I don't know New York super well. Right. Um, is it New York, Philadelphia's sixth borough? Yes, it is. Yes, okay. Yes. Sorry, yeah. didn't mean to interrupt you. Yeah. No, no. Yeah, that, I mean, well... Right, but I do know. Obviously. Of course, yeah. And uh, yeah. so, most of the staffers are in New York, but we also have significant. We have a significant like DC contingent. Uh, Tim Marchman, who was the editor uh, until very recently, he left to take a different job at Gizmodo mm -hmm. Media Group. Um, he lives in Philadelphia. So when I first interviewed for the job, it was in a restaurant in Center City. Um, so I didn't even I didn't even have, I even have to go to New York to wow. for this New York media job. I did I, I did eventually, but most of the interviewing was done in Philly. It's a it's a new age. We also have people on the West Coast as well. Um, can, can we ask you what restaurant you interviewed? <laughs> it was it was a steakhouse because Deadspin was paying. Oh, okay. So yeah, and what's the one at? Del Frisco's? No, not that fancy. Oh, Ru um, Ruth Chris's steak. Or butcher and Singer. Butcher, butcher and Singer. singer. Yeah. Was that. Yeah. Um, and uh -huh. I had a very nice steak and got a very nice job out of it too. Wow, like, a really, steak and a job. Really, one of one Whoa. of the better dinners I have ever ever been to. Now, if somebody wanted a career in writing, do you think they could just make a reservation at Butcher and Singer <laughs> and then be like, could I be in the interview section? Kind of like smoking and not smoking session used to be. Be like, oh, uh, yes, I would like a table for two at 7 p.m. Uh, I would also like the other person to be uh, an editor from a major publication. <laughs> do, um, do they offer that? I think you have to be more specific. You have to okay. be like, I want to interview with an ESPN editor. Or, okay. Uh, you know, yeah. And they can accommodate that. Yeah, I think so. Okay. Yeah. So uh, call uh, or call look up Butcher and Singer Butcher today and Singer. if you're looking for a job. But you will go up to New York because I saw like it was very uh, awesome video of like a bunch of Deadspin staffers tackling a very uh, important topic. I think you you were five of you were um, rating uh, pizza. Yes. We Not were, even good pizza, right? Uh, no, pizza chains. Pizza um, chains. Pizza Hut, Domino's, Papa John's, and. <laughs> Little Caesars. Yeah, I don't want to ruin it. It's a good video, you guys. If if you really want to get in the nitty gritty of of 
New York guys and, and a woman speaking about like the best chain pizza. Um, it was good. Do you want to say who won? We can. We can spoil it. I don't even remember who won. <laughs> I didn't even care enough to know who yeah, won. Yeah, <laughs> it was. It was about the journey along the way. It was. The, I, I understand the eating of the pizza. Yeah. Rather than, rather than who actually won the competition. Now with the video, do you prefer writing or do you prefer producing these? These videos. I don't know if uh, you considered you producer or being a part of these videos. Uh, star, actually. Star. Oh, star. yes. Yeah. My apologies. Um, no, I prefer writing. As, as much as I'm vain and I like to be on camera a bit when I can control it, um, definitely writing is what I'm, one, better at, and two, what I enjoy. I mean, I originally wanted to be a uh, computer programmer when I went to college, but... Okay. Did um, you... At, you went to University of Pennsylvania? I did. Ivy League institution. Um did, did you study computer science while you were there? Uh, or? I, I took some computer science classes, right. um, but I eventually ended with an English degree. Mm-hmm. But really, I have a degree from the Daily Pennsylvanian, um, where gotcha. I spent you know, 40-hour weeks as an undergrad as a writer and editor there. So basically, what I know from like student newspapers is like Beverly Hills 90120, and I realize it's, like it's part of your life. So at college... It wasn't like, oh, I belong to this club, I belong to this club. When you write for the Daily Pennsylvania, it's like almost a full-time job it, on top of your study load. I wouldn't say almost. It is a full-time really? job That's on awesome. top of your um, study load. That paid, I don't know, $100 a month. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, and it was um, it was, it was was great, though. I, I, it, I didn't know I wanted to be a writer when I went to college, and I sort of fell into the student newspaper because I wasn't going to be running for the first time, running on a, on a team for the right. first time in my life, basically. And it worked out because obviously I have a career now. And although I had plenty of professors in college who I enjoyed and who prepared me for my writing job, like it's all the, all the DP. Yeah, that's amazing. Um, a lot of people who went to Penn over the years, it always seems like someone went to Penn went with someone who was famous now. Yes. Like everybody's class, like oh, John Legend was in my class. Right. Oh, a horrible Trump kid was in my class. Oh, was anybody in in your four I, years? I have, I have some good ones. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's, let's, let's Ivanka Trump. Oh, okay. wow. Um, Ivanka Trump was my year. Yeah. Some dude who was in Donnie Darko, whose name I the rabbit. Forget. Not the no, rabbit. not the rabbit. Just checking. Um, the you know the Rage Against the Machine album cover, Evil Empire. You know, sure. Evil of course, Empire. the little the boy. Kid, the- the, the kid, kid yeah, the cape. So the kid from that album cover was in my graduating class. Wow, really? Most people just thought he was an he animated was cartoon. cartoon. Yeah. So his father was a painter, and oh. he he painted this painting. And I don't know, one of the members of Rage Against the Machine was looking for an album cover and saw this painting and was like, "That's it," and added the words "Evil Empire." Wow. Um, Did you have any interactions with any of these people? Uh, Ivanka Trump and I were in the same lunch truck line once. Okay. Bra- bragger. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I knew the, like, I definitely knew the the uh, Evil Empire cover kid's name <laughs> at one point, but I've definitely forgotten it by now. Yeah. Do you think that was on his college application form? Yeah. Like under special interests or... Uh, hobbies. Hobbies, and- yeah. Um, maybe. I think I would, I would have 
I, I would have I would bring it up all the time if I'd I were on that. a fan. Like if that. I were the baby from the Nirvana, Nirvana mm-hmm. Nevermind sure. cover, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I would introduce myself. Yeah. Would you maybe have a business card with like the cover art on there when you introduce yourself to people? Yes. Or just carry the CD around. Just be like, that's me. Yeah. Maybe the long box chip? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, carry around a long box. Well, and I always lead by telling people that I was at a small role, but I was in uh, – who framed Roger Rabbit when I was when I was a kid? Where you were animated back then? Yeah, I was animated, <laughs> and uh, you know people can't tell; they don't know that. They I'm don't lying. know, right? Because if you're animated, they don't know, right? Like, yeah. Of course. Yeah, I was. Yeah, I was a. I was a uh, walking, talking uh, mop and bucket, and then they'll, <laughs> they, they'll believe that. I was really hoping you were like one of those shoes, like from the movie. Yeah, that was <laughs> where they got kicked in. And they dip them in the dip. Yeah. I would. Can I? I. I don't know if I've told this story. I sometimes I tell it on stage, but I get a, I get nervous because I don't want too many people to hear it. But uh, uh, but I, I think our, our readership would uh, our <laughs> listenership would uh, would appreciate this and uh, keep keep it a secret. Not that it's a big secret. So I actually do have a very small claim to fame. Oh my god! Uh, right around the time of Who Framed Roger Rabbit in 1989, my brother, who was three years my junior. Uh, my little brother won the Nickelodeon's Kids' Choice Awards sweepstakes. Oh my god! Like Whoa! Sent in two postcards, and uh, he won. He was the national winner. Like they pulled name out of a hat. I don't think I've ever known anyone who's won any sweepstakes. Yeah, let alone well, won you, that good. My brother's the luckiest person on the face of the earth. He wins. <laughs> and he won everything as a kid. So, uh, so we they flew us out to Universal Studios in Los Angeles. We were on the 1989 Kids' Choice Awards, hosted by. Will Wheaton and yes. Nicole Eggert. Wow. Uh, then of uh, Charles, Charles and Charles And Will Wheaton of this one of the Star stand, Treks. Stand by me, right? I believe right before he started Whoa, on Star Trek. Maybe, nice. or maybe he was doing Star Trek. Yeah. But uh, very nice guy. Very, very pleasant yeah, yeah. fellow. Uh, and uh, we were on stage. We did a little, like a double dare type. You thing. and your brother, really? Oh, yeah. We, yeah. We were, we, there was a small, it was a thing where it was like, he's the winner and they do this like double dare thing. Uh, so. So yeah, so we were on the the 1989 Kids Choice Awards. Yeah, it's the honest truth. So I, I'm this like nerdy 12 year old kid. My brother's about nine, and they took us backstage before the show to meet all of the D level celebrities that oh, so were great. there. Which is like like the biggest one was uh, uh, she was on Rose. She was the daughter on Roseanne. Now she's on like The View or The Talk or whatever it is. What's her name? Uh, Gilbert. Sarah, Sarah Gilbert. Sarah yeah. Gilbert. And uh, the kid who played Ben from the youngest brother from Growing Pains. Yes. Uh, uh, those. Yeah, I liked him. And yeah, then like yeah. Nickelodeon stars and, you know, that type. Oh, actually, you would appreciate this. Uh, one of the nicest guys that we met out there, uh, Mr. Bobby the Brain Heenan. The Whoa. Great Bobby the Brain oh, nice, Heenan. Was, nice, yeah. uh, so, so anyway, they – my brother's the star because he's, he's yeah. the winner. I'm just the brother. But they took the two right. of us backstage to get pictures and do everything with these people. So I uh, – so th- they decided right away that, like, once I was backstage, they're like, we don't need this kid. We just need the winner. Right. So, like, oh, shit, we're going to put you in this dressing room for oh, a minute. Because, no. like, our parents are out there. Oh. But just put you in this dressing room for about 20 minutes. We'll be right back. Oh. Uh, and I'm like, okay. And they put me in a, it was a glorified closet. It was yeah, a closet. Yeah, right, of course. With a mirror. And I'm sitting there nervously, like, you know, the inner workings of Hollywood are going on around me. And I'm just sitting there. Uh, and I'm just quietly just waiting, this nervous little kid. And all of a sudden, the door flies open. And this gentleman just enters this room, which is a closet. <laughs> and it is Charles Fleischer, 
yes. the voice of, of Roger, Roger Rabbit. Rabbit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he's also a very eccentric stand-up comedian. Yeah. And even when I was 12 years old, I knew I wanted to be a stand-up comedian. And I was like, I and I've never met a stand-up comedian before. Right. So I was all excited. I was like, this guy, he's the voice of Roger Rabbit, and he's a stand-up comedian. And uh, he just like he was kind of like scared to see me, and he goes, "Oh, hey, buddy!" And then he just turns and looks in the mirror. And then just does what I would assume are like facial voice exercises. Right. I wish the listeners could hear it, but he just went into the, <laughs> went into the mirror. And I should say he was sweating. I do not want to accuse the man of right. uh, taking any narcotics into his mm-hmm. nose, but it was 1989. He was a stand-up comedian, and he was sweating. I, I don't want to say that, but he was acting a little erratic. And he just looked in the mirror and just went, for like five minutes. And then he was like, all right, buddy, I'll see you later, and just leaves. And uh, I was scared to death. And I wasn't scared because I didn't think he was going to, like, attack me or anything. Right. But I was just afraid because I was like, oh, my God, this is my future. This is what's going to happen to me. Yes. And I'm a comedian. So I have, I have many questions. But, <laughs> yeah. but one Dan, is, Dan just broke out his reporter pad. So he just when, licked the tip of his pen. <laughs> um, so when you were, you were on stage, were you, like, slimed? Uh, it was uh, oh, I'm tr- okay. I wasn't slide. Let me think. Okay, here's what happened. So I think my brother and I had to do some like double dare stunts. It was like the oh, yeah, yeah, it was yeah. like the obstacle course yeah, type yeah, thing, yeah. but like a modified one. Oh, that's good. And then like the thing that happened to me at the end was like he had to throw a pie at me, mm-hmm. but they gave me this like it was like a a shield that was like a like a He-Man chest type thing <laughs> with a bullseye on it that I would like hold up almost like a like an umpire's like that, oh, that, okay, that yeah, shield yeah. that he would so I hold that shield and then he just hit that so yeah there was no I, I did not come in contact with any pipe okay. that was, yeah. my second question is how, <laughs> were you introduced by like and now contest winners I believe that's what yes. it was and nobody wanted to have, like nobody cared at, at all uh, <laughs> they were like they were like, they were like get, these, get these kids off the stage we want to see Ben from Growing Pains <laughs> yes that's exactly what that's exactly what it was uh, uh, my dad was in the back and this is before the internet so like people weren't as so the the whole audience were children they didn't want yep. parents up front so they parents were parents ruined right right <laughs> The kids' choice awards would look really weird <laughs> with, just, with an audience of all adults. Dads. Yeah. So my dad had, and this is nineteen eighty nine. He had his dad camcorder with him. Nice, like probably like forty pounds exactly. on his shoulder, right? So he recorded most of the oh show, my God. and they just let him. One of the things that we still have, and it's at my parents' house somewhere, it's VHS. Oh my God, we need uh, this tape. The one and only Mr. Corey Feldman. Yeah, yeah. Was in his very big Michael Jackson face at the oh, time. Oh no. Uh, which I guess he still he still is. is. Yeah, he hasn't really outgrown it. He sang a song mm-hmm. on the Kids Choice Awards, and they had like you know, of course, it's the award show, so they have the stairs that go up to the stage. Yeah. And at one point, so he's dancing, and he runs down the stairs, and he's like, all the girls are like, yeah, and then he like runs up the stairs, and he trips, and he face plants. Oh on no! The stairs. They cut it out of the uh, right the performance, obviously. but my dad has it on on. On VHS too. This is fantastic. Yeah. Chip, we might need to get your brother on a show, mm-hmm. right? And maybe like do yes. a follow-up. I think we could. We could spend a couple hours on this. Yes. We're going to take a uh, break right now. We're using new software. We have a whole new intricate podcast system. We have microphones, a mixer. I have USB ports. I've got 20 cables going on here. So we just want to make sure things are recording correctly. We'll take a break, and we'll be right back. I think we're going to jog in place for a while just to get you know the running motif going yeah, yeah, here. Heart pumping. Heart pumping. We'll be back.
So remember the '90s when it was like extre- everything was extreme sports. Dan Cortez. Dan Cortez. Yeah. And it was like yeah. the Winter X Games or the whatever. And there was they would have on like ESPN Seven they would have uh, ice climbing. Do you remember ice climbing? I, it was literally like a wall of ice, mm-hmm. and they would just they would use their like you know Batman. Yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the what do they call them? The, the, yeah, those like, things, ice axes, ice axes, and climb up, yeah. straight up. Yeah, I've done and uh, I we were uh, we were in we were in college and uh, we were uh, using using a substance that's uh, pretty legal in most states now mm-hmm. or in a lot of states now. Uh, and I was I thought it was so funny that because I like laid down on the couch mm-hmm. and watched it sideways <laughs> and it just uh. looked like they were crawling across the ice. <laughs> and I was like, oh my god, everybody try this, everybody try this. And like I remember like. 20 minutes later like one of our fraternity brothers walked past the room and there was eight of us in the room on our sides <laughs> watching it it looked like they were just crawling across the ice Dan you're a Philly guy let's talk about young Dan McQuaid like where'd you grow up what part of Philly I grew up in the far northeast my neighborhood does not really have a name oh um, that's disappointing technically it's Penswood okay but no one calls it that um, Medina Park might be the neighborhood that people would know. I mean, it, yeah. probably not. But that's weird. Were you kind of disappointed you didn't have like an iconic neighborhood name? Um, I guess. I mean, it it is strange. Like sometimes you'll see those like maps of, of mm-hmm. like Philly that have like all the different neighborhoods on them. You know, they like, yeah. sell them as posters or whatever. And wh- where I grew up is always just labeled Northeast Philadelphia. Like, yeah, and there'll be like neighborhoods around it, and it's just like, no, no what? Oh, like, oh, come on. Um, but. I believe the city officially labels my neighborhood as Medina, but that was a separate neighborhood with different style houses, mm-hmm. sort of across the street. Where I grew up was built by Corman, the company that built a lot of okay. Philly houses in the fifties, um, and it's like one of those areas that's like this the 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 city and the suburbs put together. Like it's like yeah, row houses. But I grew up on like a Horseshoe Street. Mm-hmm. And there were like you know cul-de-sacs in my neighborhood, but everything was row homes. So it's the yeah. best of both worlds. You got a little suburban, little city flair, or the worst. It depends. Yeah, on but you area. could still consider yourself a city kid. There's some uh, cachet to that, you know, sure, being a absolutely. tough yeah. right. Now I'm assuming that since it was named Medina, uh, it was named that in the <laughs> late '80s, and uh, one of the residents was a giant Tone Loke fan. Um, is that how it got the name? It's actually M O D E N. Oh, that's but not nearly still, as well. Yes, it was changed for copyright uh, reasons. Yeah. Actually, I have an interesting 1980 story about a neighborhood where I, the neighborhood okay. where I grew up. Um, so part of it, so this, I, I, again, probably not technically my neighborhood, but another sort of development of housing nearby where I grew up in Far Northeast was built in the mid 80s. And all the streets are named like Pele Circle, Pele Lane. And it's named after former Flyers goaltender. Oh my God, Pelly Lindsberg. Whoa, who died in a car crash. Sure, a few wow. years, you know, like a year earlier. Yeah, um, and then <laughs> so there was Philly. Like, <laughs> right, exactly. It's so Philly. Yeah, it's a uh, it's an area. I grew up in an area that was very it was farmland until the fifties. Okay, um, so it's like a strange part of Philly. Yeah, um, were you a Catholic high school kid? Uh, I I was. I went to a school called uh, Holy Ghost Prep. Holy Ghost Prep. It's a school. It's actually in the suburbs. Dun dun. Um, Whoa. But it's literally like a mile outside the city. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a high school that looks like a castle. Yep. Oh, and, wow. Yeah. Because uh, of the ghosts. Because of the ghosts. Right. Oh, the yeah, Holy yeah, Ghost. Yeah. Right. Like when I when I read Harry Potter uh, as an adult. Right. Uh, 
when I like pictured it in my head, it just looks like my, my oh, wow. high school. Yeah. Wow. Were you a cross country guy? I was. I yeah. was. A, I was a cross country and track guy, and I played soccer my freshman year. And then I realized I was going like soccer had no cuts my freshman year. And then if I went if I went out for the team my sophomore year, I was going to get cut. And then I was a little better at running anyway. Hey, you know, um, speaking of Philly and like soccer stuff like that. Um, what is the uh, Chestnut Hill used to be all girls, right? Used to yes. be an all women's college. Yeah. And then I think it was like the mid to late 90s they started ex- accepting uh, men. My buddy was in an ad agency at the time that got tasked with um, doing the transition to try to attract, attract gentlemen. Attract gentlemen. And he came up with the campaign. It was, it was brilliant. It was like going to guys. Uh, Want to play soccer in college? Come to Chestnut Hill. And in parentheses, <laughs> you'll make the team. Yeah. Right. That is brilliant. Yeah. I was I was actually at Chestnut Hill College uh, a few months ago to watch a Quidditch. Uh, you were at the yeah. Harry Potter Festival. I was at the wow. Harry, Potter Harry Potter Festival. Were you dressed up at all, Dan? Were I, you, uh, I was not. No? Just no. a normal muggle? Uh, we had a friend, yes. Just, just a muggle. Just a muggle. We had a friend in from out of town who was... A big enough Harry Potter fan that she was wearing like five Harry Potter sure, things. Sure, sure, scarves yeah. and. I was amazed at how large it was. It was enormous. Yeah, uh, gigantic. We got stuck in Harry Potter festival traffic. It's coming, horrible coming back. <laughs> uh, they do not come on brooms. They all no. come in their bombs SUVs. Can I give you a, a, a Jeff Lyons pick? I know we're, we normally say it's the end of the show. Yeah, there is a documentary about Quidditch, college Quidditch, the school that started it, how they started the league, and basically following them going through a tournament and it was fascinating really? you don't have to like you don't have to like harry potter you don't have to like sports it's just these people who are like yeah we could actually make quidditch a sport now do, do all of the interviews take place inside the lockers when after the football players <laughs> oh. put them in there is that well Chip, I, are good i'm that. gonna say the people who are playing these sports weren't like Ex-athletes. Okay. Okay. But they were a very likable group of of young college kids. And it it was actually very sweet almost. Yeah. All you have to do is type in Quidditch documentary. It has like a clever name. But it's uh, it's really good. I I recommend it. uh, uh, When I watched Quidditch up at Mm -hmm. Chestnut Hill, I saw my alma mater lose to UMass. (laughs) Um, But I enjoyed it. I thought it was going to be stupider than it was. Yeah. It was much better than Quidditch in the book, which doesn't make much sense no it doesn't um and the the only thing that was the thing my favorite part is so after like 15 minutes they release the snitch onto the field and yeah and it's just a dude running around with like what looks like truck nuts yep dangling from his shorts <laughs> and you end the game by pulling on his something tells me you could see that any day of the week at oh Chicago yeah Hill college sure i feel like that guy running around tr- truck nuts, truck nuts yeah. yes yeah. So you were running in high school. You were really now. You ran cross country, but you also ran track. Like, what's the difference? I know cross country, you you run far. You you go like you know three mile runs. Track, you it's like I'm going to do the 440 or the 200 or like what do you do? You pick an event with track. Yeah, so it's basically you pick an event. I mean, obviously, it's very different because cross country is just yeah. distance runners, right? Um, and in high school, at least where we're in Philly, it's a 5K mm-hmm. and. Whereas in track, there's nothing that long. Um, there's a 3,200 meters, which is about two miles. Right. And generally, um, what's what's what made track different is you would have to run multiple times. Yep. In a cross-country meet, everyone runs at once, and it's about like team strategy and, mm-hmm. and just how you're doing this race. In track, you might have to run 
uh, a relay race and also your individual gotcha. um, run. Obviously, as a distance runner, there's fewer of those. Although sometimes in like I was so I, I ran the 3200 meters mostly in track just because I was better at the longer events. Um, but I was really good in indoor track at the leadoff leg of the distance medley relay, which is 1,200 meters. And it's because I was really good at getting off the, like elbowing everybody off the line. Oh, and getting right. toward the front and then controlling the pace. Old elbows um, McQuaid coming out, yeah, of, out of the yeah, gate, yeah. right? Yeah. So that's part of the thing. Like everybody's like in a pack and it's just you using your brute force, yeah. right? And, yeah. The, and those and those those indoor tracks are like four lanes. They're like really small. Yep. And it's only 200 meters versus a 400 meters of a... Uh, of of an outdoor track and so it's just it is very different than running outdoors it's more you know there's jostling dan where's your uh where's your favorite place to run in philadelphia when my, you my favorite place to run is probably belmont plateau oh um, okay i always really enjoyed running hills when i um when i when i when i raced because i was i was good at them i guess right yeah and so i still enjoy hills just as a as a you know runner for fun as as an adult um i don't get there that often i mainly run in the streets of center city and south philly i noticed i was uh driving into into chip chantry studios tonight and running in the city is is such a uh skill as opposed to like when i run in the city i come down and i just run along kelly i do everything possible that i maybe have to hit one traffic light in an 11 mile loop right i hit two lights yeah running in the city you have to be on guard yes you have to be prepared to die prepared to get hit by a car yeah um it's a little dangerous guys it is i'm not city savvy you two are i i actually like it because as i said at the start of this podcast i'm a little out of shape now Mm -hmm. so i'll get lots of breaks at red lights so and you welcome the uh, yeah and i'm not someone who has a trouble who has trouble like starting again once i stop so these breaks i get are great like sometimes i'll be having a tough time and they'll be like oh great red light there like it, yeah. yeah with with my right where we are right now it's i'm about exactly a mile to uh washington like washington mm-hmm. avenue and, and columbus boulevard so uh I will go straight down there. I feel I feel like I usually make a beeline so I can cross over and hit the uh, the path down there by the Washington Avenue Pier, and all, do so you, I don't do have you, to deal with the. Do traffic. you run all the way back behind the Walmart with the Feral Cat Pier? Oh, yeah, yeah. We did a podcast cats. from there. That's we, right. we, oh, really? Yes. Oh, we did. Wow. Yeah, and we went down to Pier sixty eight or whatever we went into it is. the Feral yeah. Cat area. Yeah. Go, yeah. We got a little scared. We yeah. went in there. Then we kind of saw something. I don't know. We just kind of. But I thought I love the feral the feral cat part because people care about them and they like yes. give them food yeah, and little shelters. Yeah, it's, it's really nice. Interesting. I actually I have a ch- I, I would like to change my answer about where my favorite. Oh, good, we, uh, good, good, we, good. We apologize. Uh, once you answer, uh, you it's set in stone. It's kind of like I'm it's kind of like Jeopardy. So let's move okay. on to his next question. You know what? You, let's should, make an exception. For we'll Dan. make an exception. What, this time. For Deadspin, uh, Dan gets an yeah, exception. So here. go ahead. So actually, the Ben Franklin Bridge is my favorite. Oh, that's no. great! And I you just, get some, that's some hill work that's, right yeah, there. Yeah, it's just one giant hill, and then you come down the the hill on the other side, and it's just like euphoric. Yes. And then you get to the end, and then you're like, oh, okay, I have to. I have to go back up the hill again. But then you get to get then you get to go back down the other hill again. I also when I when I'm in better shape, maybe this summer I I will get back to it. In fact, I will make a guarantee on the podcast. You're going to have to because we're going to bring up something soon that will be the impetus for you to get into better shape. Okay. Right. Oh, I think I know what that is. Yeah. Um, 
I used to run a loop that I would call the Walt Whitman's Grave Loop. Whoa. And Whoa. you run from my house to Walt Whitman's Grave in Camden. And really? Back. Yeah. Wow. How long of a run is that? Uh, it's like eight miles, maybe. Okay. And basically, when I would get to Walt Whitman's Grave, I'd be like, oh, why the hell did I run four <laughs> miles from my house? Now yeah, I need to I run to four back. more. Thanks for nothing, Walt Whitman. Yeah. Chip, while we were recording, I noticed someone jumped up on your lap. Yes. Why don't we do a little pet talk? <laughs> Uh, Dan, we're very, very into pets, and we like to get pet updates. I have to say, when I came into Chip Chantry Studios tonight, I got the greatest greeting I've gotten from Stanley, um, maybe ever. He was euphoric. He he was jumping. He was smiling. He was very happy to see me, which I love. Uh, I love the attention. And uh, he was just, like, very happy. And then, oh, another guest. Now, and then Stanley jumped on Chip's lap before. Now, Chip. Who we, who do we bring up here? This is like like uh, Letterman or, or Johnny Carson when he when he'd have that guy on from San Diego Zoo. Yes, yeah. Who would bring animals on. What was his name, Dan? Do you remember? Uh, what was Jack? It? Jack Hanna. Jack, Jack Hanna. Hanna. Very yes. nice. Yeah. Chip, well, who do you have with you here today? So uh, this is Gary. Gary. Uh, Gary the cat. So Stanley was up on my lap mm-hmm. a little while ago, uh, but this is Gary, our newest addition. We have uh, we have Ernie the cat, and mm-hmm. now we have Gary the cat. Ernie's a little shy, right? Ernie's sh- sweet cat, but he's very shy. Uh, but this is Gary, who's not shy at all. He was trying to eat your wires. Yeah, yeah, earlier. I saw that. <laughs> uh, Dan, I don't know if I told you this before, but uh, my buddy Gary here, he uh, <laughs> was, we got him from Paul's right around uh, the 4th of July. Uh, he was one of the, as far as we were told at Paul's, one of the Fox 29 Raise the Cat cats. Whoa. He was, Ooh, that is excellent. He was, uh, I, I would say Rosen, I believe would maybe be a past tense. He was Rosen <laughs> he over was someone's Rosen. head. Uh, after a Sixers win uh, on on Fox on 29. Fox Twenty Nine, celebrity wow. cat. I mean, yeah, this is like the like seventy fifth most uh, famous person in Philly. Right? Oh, yeah, absolutely, yeah. and yeah. he's he's here in our Chip Change Studios. Mm-hmm. He uh, his name was uh, when we when we got him. His name at the at Paul's was Turkey Leg. His name was Turkey oh. Leg, but we switched to Gary. I so. remember Turkey Leg from Paul's. Instagram. Well, yeah. this is this is turkey leg. Yeah. Now we bring this. We bring uh, up pet things because uh, Dan, you have a very famous cat. Well, maybe one of my favorite pets to follow on on social media. Not just because of his name, but what is the name of your pet? Uh, my cat's name is Detective John Munch. Full name Detective John Munch, which might be the greatest pet name. I was I was actually. Um, and do you want to tell the listener uh, who Detective John Munch? Well, I hope we don't yeah, have yeah. to tell a listener who it is, but John I guess Munch some people might not know. Yeah. is named after Detective John Munch, a character on first Homicide, uh, the excellent uh, Baltimore cop show, and then Law & Order SVU, and then like 17 other shows, yep. including like Sesame Street. Yes. Um, um, I saw him in a hot dog costume once. Really? Is that true? I, I believe it was your cat. Wasn't it your cat? Uh, yes. In, in a hot dog yes. costume? Um, so my cat has a hot dog costume. It yeah. was meant... For a small dog, I thought at first you were you, you meant that you saw De- Detective Bunch. In, in, I, I, I actually we have I have seen him in costume. a hot dog costume. Sure. Um, yes. Yeah, so so my cat uh, has a hot dog costume that does not mind her that she does not mind that's, too much. That's could you get Gary in a costume? Gary doesn't seem like he'd play nice with a costume. Yeah, he he, he may, but I, I don't know if we've ever tried it. I can't remember. But he yeah he might be a little. Uh, he's got better things to do. Yeah yeah yeah. Dan, how long have you had a Detective Mon Munch? How um, long have so you been walking the beat in the McQuaid house? I have. So it was actually uh, my then-girlfriend's uh, 
Kat. Um, oh, okay. She's now my fiance. Whoa! Oh, yeah. Hey, so, news alert. So I met Detective Munch in the <laughs> summer of 2014 because I was actually looking at a video today that I filmed the first time I met the cat, and I was calling her John Munch. Now I call her Detective, Detective. or Kitty Witty or, uh, you know, Cat Cat, whatever. You know, sure. Baby Cat. Yeah. Sometimes I accidentally call my fiance Baby mm-hmm. Cat. Or sure. Kitty Witty, Baby Witty, Cat. Yeah. 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 Do you ever call your fiance Detective John Munch? No. No, no okay, it's okay. good, yeah. good, good, good. Yeah. Now, I, I do want to get to, uh, you brought up that French word that you just used, fiancé. Uh, before we do that, before let's wrap up uh, Pet Talk. Mm-hmm. Uh, how's, that, how's, how's Winslow hanging out? Winslow's good. He, uh, he went for a, this was a two-day period. It was really cold. It was right after Christmas. He's older, Dan. My dog is 16 and a half, going to be 17 in two months. Um, he's like, picture like having a very stubborn old man who lives with you who wants what he wants when he wants it. And the thing is, he gets whatever he wants. Once he turned 15, my wife and I are like, what Winslow wants, Winslow gets. We don't care about the health. He wants snacks. He gets snacks. He gets pizza crust. He gets potatoes. Last night, four pierogies. Yeah. Little little pierogies, but he yeah. wanted them. He got them. Two-day period, He because uh, there was um, salt in the street, he was crossing the street, stopped in the middle of the street, and just pooped in the middle of the street. Car was coming, slowed down. He didn't care. Had to wait sure. for him. <laughs> um, Bringing him back into the house, I go to throw his poop out. I turn around. He's a foot from our front door pooping again. Uh, Normally, he's very fastidious about where he poops. You know, sure. you don't, don't he, you know, he, he's very good about, you know, on a lawn, under a bush. And then to get him back in the house, next day, uh, I wake up, go outside, come back in, and he's walking towards the door crouched. And I'm like, Una, Una, uh, give me the lease. Winslow's going to poop in the house. And I got him out. And as I'm taking him outside, she goes, he already pooped in the dining room. And he just decided to poop right in the middle of the dining room. Sure. So I think he was just like bored. And he's just like, I'm going to try some new places to poop. Yeah. Yeah. Let's give you it know. a roll. Give it a spin. Um, so and again, what Winslow wants to do, we, we let him do it. Sure. You know what I mean? If he wants to poop, Pretty much anywhere he's gonna um, he's gonna be allowed to do it. He's earned that right. He's earned that right. I think we all, when we get to a certain age, I think that's one of the things you have to look forward to in the aging process. Yeah, is uh, you're gonna poop in different places wherever you want. It's part of the book I'm writing, which is actually called "You're Gonna Poop in Different Places." I think I think that's a great title. It's a great, great working title. Thank you. Um, that ends pet talk here. So uh, we met Gary. We talked about uh, Stanley and Detective John Munch. A lot of great pets. Yeah. Um, let's take a little break right here. When we come back, you guys, I'm going to give you two maybe the greatest quiz you've ever had, a wow. Philadelphia-based quiz. Oh, yeah, I know. Get ready. We're back, people. It's uh, Junk Miles, episode 15 with Deadspin Dan, Dan McQuaid of Deadspin.com. Um, what else, What kind of, what's the overall, what used to, like, used to be a, a media company, right? You're owned by Univision now, true? We are, yes. Uh, Haim, Haim Saban, mm-hmm. Save, I don't know how to say his name, the Power Rangers guy, so right. my checks, he's the, he's the, he's on the board. Right. Um, yes, so we are, uh, Kinja we are platform owned by... Univision. Yes, we are on the Kinja platform. I like it. I, I think it's a good platform. I'm not paid. I'm not being paid to say that. 
Chip, Kimji, it's, it's a uh, content manage, back-end content management system that sure. hosts everything now from the AV club to the Onion even, right? Yeah, Part wow. of, yeah, yeah, the Onion has moved over. Only like Clickhole is, the, is maybe the only... Uh, Standing out by the, itself, the, right? The only one that's still on its, on its own CMS. Um, we're going to do a quiz. and I, I always like to have our guests compete against either Chip or myself. Um, and... When I used, when we were kids, we used to have this game where you would have clickers, and that's how you would click in. Okay. And then we would play trivia games with my family all the time, and we didn't have clickers. Whoever chimed in would just say click, 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 click. Isn't that weird? I, but yeah. but so click, whenever click. I think about chiming in without any sort of buzzer, yeah, I go for the click, click. Okay. Nice. All right. So let's just start off with one. This is uh, Jeff Lyons. So we're gonna say click, click, or we're gonna say yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. This is let's just say uh, I will title this Jeff Lyons' greatest Philadelphia base quiz podcast quiz okay guys which legendary philadelphia eagles defensive lineman began his professional football career with the memphis show that was dan that's uh reggie white oh my god dan that's true dan the memphis showboats they were part of what the usfl the united states football chip he edged me out i actually own a reggie white Memphis Showboats t-shirt. No, you like don't. I do. Uh, sold at Shive Vintage Sports, or at least used to be. Johnny Good Times. Johnny Good Times is Shive Vintage Sports. Uh, I, I own a red Memphis, Memphis Showboats I, uh, t-shirt. I actually have a Reggie White story. When I was in fourth grade, we were at the airport super early, and we were going to Disney World for the first time, and Reggie White just walked through the airport. Holy God. And I asked him for his autograph, and he said no. Oh, jeez, uh, Reggie White. That son of a bitch. So um, that's my Reggie White story. It's not a great story, Dan. I mean, it's a, it's a good story, but not a great ending of a story. Uh, Dan, because you answered that, you get the bonus question. Ooh. And I know you'll get this. There's not a doubt in my, my chip. If I could place a million dollars on Dan getting this, I Uh-oh. would. You I ready? see that look in your eyes. It's right, determination. Dan, speaking of Memphis Showboats, what professional wrestler was also a Memphis Showboat alum? Oh, my God. Please get this. I have a million dollars. I wish I would have taken the bet. Is it now? Is it Brian Pillman? It, it, I don't. It, the wrestler's name was Lex Luger. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Lex Luger was on the Memphis Showboats. Of course, wow. that's part of the quiz. Oh, uh, wow. I lost a million dollars. That's okay. That's yeah. right. That's right. It's weird. I just thought Dan knew wrestling. Maybe I was wrong. Sure. Yeah. Maybe maybe he doesn't love wrestling. Maybe he's not going to five shows this. No, How many re- seven shows in five days? Holy God, Dan McQuaid is going to. Seven wrestling shows in five days. And you're doing this as part of a story, correct? For a story, but I mean, it's also how I'm choosing to spend my birthday weekend. Birthday weekend. I mean, and it was a story I came up with. It's not like Deadspin was like, you need to go to all these wrestling right, shows. Right. Sure, sure. Yeah. Um, will your fiance be going to any of these with you? Uh, actually, yes. So she will be coming to oh the um, Chikara show on Sunday afternoon. Chikara is a Philadelphia promotion that is very comic booky okay it's like superheroes sort of oh, it's good yeah it's like very different than than other uh wrestling groups speaking of what was the name of the professional wrestling league founded in philadelphia in 1992 oh click click yes um extreme championship wrestling that's right then called eastern championship holy wrestling. crap you got them both Wait, is that ECW? ECW. Yes. Okay, wow. 1992 to 94, it was Eastern Championship Wrestling, and then it changed its name to Extreme Championship Wrestling. Wow. Wow. This is a tough one. I don't expect you guys to get it, but you, who, we'll, we'll play like a Price is Right rule. Who gets closest to All the right. gate? You ready? 
What year did the Philadelphia Eagles become an NFL team? Click, click. Oh, all right. You both yell it out. Go. It's 1933. What is? I was going to say 1959. No need to say that because Dan was right. Yeah. 1933. Yeah. Wow. Nailed it, Dan. Wow, that's good. Dan, I made a joke on Twitter involving the year they were founded just the other day. Yeah? Um, what was the joke? We like jokes. It was something like, <laughs> uh, you know, like people were saying like, um, oh, this this never would have happened if this said, you know, if something hadn't happened. And I said, you know, if you think about it, the Eagle, the, the, this this whole miracle Eagle season would never have happened if the Frankfurt Yellow Jackets hadn't folded in 1931. That's right. Yes, and, and Burt Bell and Lud Ray got the rights to a franchise. Dan, you you are you're so prescient in, in in what you're saying because my next question, of course, was in 1926, NFL championship winning Philadelphia team preceded the Philadelphia Eagles oh. before going bankrupt in 31. That uh, team click was. like the Yellow Jackets. Yes, Chip. Excellent. I got one. I got one. Excellent. Let's the Yellow Jackets from Northeast Philadelphia. It's yes. amazing that yeah. Frankfurt is the, the Northeast. It there, is amazing that at one point a section of Northeast Philly had an NFL team. Yeah, their uh, stadium was in Medina. Yes. yes. <laughs> I love the um, I love I love like the old football team names. It's like the Akron Pros, the Dayton Triangles. <laughs> yes. Like, oh, yeah. good, really good team names. Yeah. It's just it, it's, the the graphics. The graphic design wasn't that. Uh, up to date back then. So the Columbus uh, Attaboys. Yeah, yeah. There was there is a team at one point that was called like the Oorang Indians, and it was all Native Americans. It was like a barnstorming oh, cool. NFL team. Wow. Yeah. I think my favorite old timey team is the the ba- the baseball team that was the Davids, the son- not Sons of David, the uh, oh House, House of, of David. Da- House of David. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where they, it was like a very religious oh, organization, and they all had super long beards. Nice. And this, yes, yeah. Well, uh, there was a famous. Philadelphia basketball team, the Spas, okay. which stood for the South Philadelphia Hebrew Association. Oh, okay. cool. And they sort of evolved into the guy, it's the the guy who, they sort of evolved into the Washington Generals. Okay. Oh. Um, the team that the Globetrotters used yeah. to beat. I'll tell you, uh, they're not doing well recently. No, they're, not, they, they're on a skid. Yeah. A bad skid. Yeah. A bad skid. I think it's coaching. If, if, I think the, coaching? if the Eagles can make it to the Super Bowl, yeah, the, the Generals, Generals can turn it around. Can, can win a game. Good. Guys, name all three of the 76ers mascots from over the years. Click, click. click. Dan. That's him. Um, so, Big Shot, <laughs> yes. Hip Hop, and Franklin. But there's actually more. I, there are. There, 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 there are three. They, Those are the three, like, main ones. Yeah, the ones. main ones. Are. Once I was at – so, my mom and I, I used love. to go to the Sixers opener every year. And one time, like, before the game <laughs> – this is when I was a kid. It would have been, I don't know, let's say I was, like, 12 or 11. Right. Um and before the game, I was like, it, it, I was like, maybe I was young, younger because maybe it was back at the spectrum. And I was like, there's somebody and there's like a blue guy like walking in the rafters. My mom was like, what are you talking about? Like, <laughs> this is not something that happened. Yeah. I thought I was like making something up or whatever. Then Big Shot comes out at the start and, and they like show this video where he's like, Big Shot recently played one on one. Against a mysterious stranger and lost, and then this blue guy Slam comes, Slam comes dangling down from the rafters, and he was a mascot for perhaps only one game. Yeah. Okay, okay, wow. that's all. That's all I can. I mean, I assume maybe that whole season, but I I can't find like anybody with any other memory of this. Yeah, guy, that, except you for me. Made that up. So maybe, yeah, maybe I did just. Slam might not exist. Yeah, maybe yeah. Slam just lost his job. 
maybe Zoomering right now. You never <laughs> know. Or you just get in and it's just a big blue. There bag. is also when the when the what's now called the Wells Fargo Center opened in 1996. I went to the first Sixers game and they had like the there used to be the Sixers house band mm-hmm. and the Sixers I don't know whatever the dance team was called at the time. And then they also had this thing called the Dew Crew, and it was like a sponsored by Mountain Dew. It was just like a like a crew of people who would just sort of like like one guy would dunk and another guy would like do the worm across the court and like yeah. women would dance. And so like the next day we're watching this. Uh, it sounds like a very loose crew. <laughs> yeah, 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 very very loose. Yeah, uh, but you know that's what that's the extremeness of Mountain Dew. Yeah, right. exactly. Yeah. Um, do what you want. Yeah. So no you know, so when the do. when the the Core State Center opened, it, it was also the launch of Comcast Sportsnet, the local sports channel. Sure, and. They had like a feature on the op- the first Sixers game at the new stadium, and Pat Croce, who was the team president at the time, or I, whatever his title was, was like, "Cheerleaders, great. Houseman, great. Do crew, gone." Yeah, he fired them after the first game. Yeah, he seems like he'd be a do crew kind of guy. Yeah, people, people were booing it though. Was the I also uh, once saw okay. Chubby Checker get booed at a Sixers game. Yeah. Oh, no. He was the halftime performance, and his new song was Doing the Zombie. Oh, and it was chubby. like the twist, but your but your arms are out, like yeah. at shoulder, yeah. shoulder height. Yeah, he got booed. Yeah. They booed Chubby Checker. Because it was so bad. Uh, what was Chubby Checker's real name? Uh, Ernie Ernest Evans. Yeah, very good. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that should have been on the quiz. Yeah, yeah. No, it is on the quiz. Is oh, on the quiz. Yeah, yeah. Nice. That was my next one. Um, yeah, I did not know that. So, so... so I need some feedback. So far, good quiz. Great quiz. Yeah, very, yeah, very in-depth. Uh, I will say, I, I believe uh, it is very... Uh, close. It's, 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 it's very biased towards Dan. No. Uh, because I'm not good at, uh, at, at, at these types of things. Well, it, you'll, it, so so it, that's just life in general. It that's, will get to no more... Reflection on your... This right. will get to more uh, more in your wheelhouse. Okay. I guarantee it. All right. Okay, Chip. If the next question is like, what Philadelphia comedy club? Yeah, yeah exactly. Then you know, yeah. right? Um, guys, the Philadelphia Fanatic debuted in 1978. According to his official biography, where is he from? Click, click. Oh, Dan. The Galapagos Islands. That's right. 1,000% correct. Um, guys, he replaced a pair of siblings dressed in 18th century garb. Click, click. Yes. Phil and Phyllis. <laughs> yes. <laughs> they gave away, I, I actually wouldn't have known them, but like in the last year of the vet, they gave away bobbleheads of yep. Phil and Phyllis. And then, and this is another Sixer story, like... Later that year, we went to the Sixers for my 21st birthday, and it was just randomly Philly's night at the Sixers. Oh. And they gave away the Phil and Phyllis bobbleheads. It was like, oh, they made too many of these. <laughs> that is it was, awesome. It left, leftovers night. From- so, so, and like, because of that, like, somewhere in stores, I have like 10 Phil and Phyllis bobbleheads. Because all these people, I was in college, I was, all these people from out of town were like, I don't want this bobblehead of these. Team I don't root for are these mascots I've never heard of. Oh, I know these guys. I've seen these guys yeah. before. Oh, by the way, uh, I just looked up, I just Googled Phil and Phyllis. Uh, the second drop-down thing is Phil and Phyllis bobbleheads. Yeah. <laughs> that is the second that uh, comes out. Yeah, they they. Well, were, that's the only time they've been around in the internet era. Like, yeah, yeah. 1971 to 79, so they overlap with the fanatic a little uh, bit. But they were there for the bicentennial, which they I were. think yeah. that counts for a lot. This is an aside to the quiz. I'm just throwing it out All there. All right. 1993, mm-hmm. a young man on his second date with his wife was at a Sixers game, was called to half court to tr- attempt a half court shot, 
called all net hit it and won a trip to disney world who was that man click click jeff Lyons. that's right that's me jeff Lyons. wow yeah Look second at date with my wife pretty amazing the guy that's who was as good as his. the yeah, guy who awesome. was the head of promotions i went to college with and i was like hey and he, and he basically said to me he goes jeff aim for the clock above the the hoop don't aim for the backboard everybody either like yeah. under under shoots so i just went up there and i literally dan i and everybody else was like doing these like chucking it with one hand i'm like if i'm gonna miss i'm gonna look cool i went up there dribbled once just took it from my chest and went and i turned around didn't even look and i went boom like that like all net and then as I'm turning around to do that, I hear, whoo, the whole crowd goes, whoo, ah, and then I turn around. The last moment, whoosh, and right under the basket were our seats, and I see my wife just jump up and go, yay, and whole place went nuts. I walk back to my seat. The whole time I'm walking back to my seat, I'm getting the crap beat out of me with very excited people. They're like, yeah, they're hitting me. They're like, I'm like, oh, my God, this is so great. So it was great. I was young. I want a trip to. I love this. Yeah, now. Fan okay. con- I, I love fan contest. Yeah, they're the best. Hit a half court shot or whatever, because the crowd does do that. Like the crowd oh, doesn't really care unless you get unless it looks like it's going to go in, and then everybody goes nuts. Oh, yeah. it was it was pandemonium. Now, when you and your now wife yeah. went to Disney World, yeah, yeah. Uh, did you see any Philadelphia defensive linemen in the airport? <laughs> <laughs> I actually I saw Andy Harmon. Yes. I, I saw uh, Jerome Brown. Jerome I, asked, Brown. I asked him for uh, a autograph, and he said no. No, yeah. <laughs> uh, just must have been a thing with them, um, guys. Which can you name the three half marathons? There used to be four half marathons in Philadelphia. Now there's only three. Click click. Yes. Uh, so there's the Philadelphia half marathon. Yep. The rock and roll half. Yes. And uh, it's is, is it the love run? Yes. I got it. You got all three. I got it. Um, and did we have like an the, Odyssey? The Odyssey. Dan, the Odyssey. That's right. This will be the first year they've done it. The last five years, no more. Dan, the half marathon now is sponsored. Philadelphia, the half, not the rock and roll, but the new marathon coming up. The half marathon has a sponsor, and it is a deli meat sponsor. Click, click. Yes. Deets and Watson. Yes, yeah. Dan, nice. You know your deli meats. You know you're running. It's I, called, yeah. I knew this because uh, Jen A. Miller notified yes. me this, of, of this sponsorship the other day. Jen, Jen Miller, a friend of the show, uh, our second, second guest. guest. Oh, yes. nice. nice. Um, yeah. Running news, if a running news story comes out, she will be tweeting about it within five minutes after. She's very on top. And the thing I like about Jen, she's not always rah-rah. She'll rip into something yeah, if will. it deserves yeah. to be ripped into. Honesty is the best policy. There you go. Guys, um, this is this will be one you both get guesses. But I, something tells me Dan might even be able to nail this. All right. How many seats are there in the palestra? It's, um, I will say the the original the arena originally seated 10,000. But now, after I guess a while back, they redid it. So I think it's ninety-eight twenty-two. Okay, but you you can go above or below. You can either say one, yeah, because you don't say, want to overbid. Yeah, I'm going to say one. All right, Chip. What is your guess? Dan said ninety-eight twenty-five, I believe. Ninety-eight twenty-two. I'm uh, going to play like you said. The Price is Right. I'm going to go with strategy. I'm going to say one seat. Oh, one seat. I think you're. Let me get back to uh, um, one seat. <laughs> Where was Palestra? Uh, yeah, uh, the Palestra seats eight thousand seven hundred twenty-five. Right. Right. Very good. Congratulations! Thank you. I, I, I think I'll take a winner. Now I did defer to him first. I let him get it. Yeah, that was a smart move. No clue. So he was That's way fine. closer. That's I mean, fine. considering I went to Penn and have been to like a yeah. hundred basketball games. Sure. Palestra. Now let me ask you this: Was the 
was the Civic Center. Where was the Civic Center? They, like, is that on Penn's near campus? there? Yeah, it was like, near there, right? Like across from the hospital. But it's no longer there. Yeah, right? it's been knocked down for hospital buildings. Yeah. I saw when they built the convention center, the Civic Center became okay. obsolete. Okay. I think. Yeah. I, whatever the is it convocation whatever like the thing yeah. that kicks off your college yes. was at the civic center and then it was like demolished a week later like, okay probably uh, not a week later but. The only, i was in the civic center in 96 or 97 did your brother win a sweepstakes he did not win a sweepstakes okay. although he was in attendance he was with me and my friend ben uh we went to see a fish concert there oh sorry to fish. hear that sorry fish to hear played that. the civic center oh jeez nice. that's horrible um chip and dan What's the oldest bar in Philadelphia? Click, click. That yes. McGillan's. Whoa, nice chip. Just gets in there. Chip, you might 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 be on a roll here. What was the first micro brewery in Philadelphia opened in 1985? Way before many other cities had a microbrewery. Click, click, click. Oh, Dan got in. Nodding head. Nottingham, good. Nottingham came a couple years after, but this one, not in Center City. Okay, West I was just going to oh. I was going to guess. Uh, would it be the Maniac, uh, Maniac Brewery? No. Dock Street? Dock Street, Dock yes. Street, okay. 1985, Dock Street. Wow, 1985. Hey. Yep. Oh. Get out of there. Oh, my yeah. God. Uh, Gary Cat just had both paws on the garbage can. And Chip, in a very, very uh, officious manner, told yes. him to get down. And Gary literally gave him a look like, just leave this me alone, happening. Dad. Kitty, kitty. You're not my dad. Yeah. Dan, Dan bringing the cat over Gary's here. Gary's definitely the type of Turkey cat leg. who would get a fish skeleton out of an old metal yeah. trash can. Yeah, <laughs> wouldn't you? Okay, guys. We're going to switch gears here. This right, is a good one. Gears. Here we go. Guys, name the Real World Season 2 contestant from Philadelphia. Real World Season 2. Season two. Season Just the first name would be uh, Los Angeles. I'll give you clues. He went to LaSalle, and he managed a bar called uh, Eulogy. Oh, Wow, I thought you guys would be more in the... Uh... Click, click. Yeah, yeah. Jervis Peterson. Oh, no. <laughs> the good guess. The... Click, click. Yes. Jason. Ah, oh, <laughs> he looked like a Jason. His name was Glenn. Glenn. Glenn oh. Nasons, yes. I was ne- I, I, I was a uh, real-world San Francisco fan. Because that, like, that, that was the big one. That was Puck and Pedro. Oh, yeah. San um, guys, all right, so we didn't get, we didn't do well on that real world question, but I have another real world question. Season 15 of the real world was in Philadelphia in 2004, guys, and this is after a real world where they give everybody jobs, so they all lived in the house, and they all had jobs. What organization did the whole cast work for? Uh, click, click. Yes. Uh, do we have to name the organization? Yeah. Uh, what is it, AmeriCorps? No, it was actually a sports team in Philadelphia. Oh, I know what it is. <laughs> yeah. I, I, it doesn't count. Do you want to? No, it'll guess? count. You can say. It. I believe it was the Philadelphia Soul. Yes, it yeah. was the Philadelphia Soul. Right after that, it, I, I don't had the Soul even played a game yet. They might. No, not. I don't think they had they played did. a game. They yet. were they were prepping to get. This was a new thing. And I were, remember that uh, they had to build a a playground. They did. You're right. And yep. I think it was sponsored by the Soul. Yep. Um, speaking of the Soul, guys, the Soul won the latest Arena Football Championship. How many teams are currently active in the Arena Football click, League? Click, click. Five. Well, uh, there's four right now that oh, are officially did, active. Did, did, did one fold after yeah. the season? <laughs> the oh, Memphis okay. Showboats? Could, uh, <laughs> let's see. I will name. Uh, there's the Philadelphia Soul. There's the Baltimore Blast. Brigade. Brigade. Oh, There's bad. the Washington, this is horrible, the Washington Valor. Oh, yeah. Oh, I knew that. I knew that. And one team left, and now there's the Albany, it's just called the Albany AFL team. They don't have a name yet. 
Uh, so so did like two teams fold? And I believe so. Yeah. Albany gets a team. Albany well, you know, yeah. when when you got a football league, you got to get the <laughs> Albany market. Yeah. Yeah. Dan, you've already uh, referenced this, but I'm going to ask the question anyway. In a debut season of Survivor from 2004, <laughs> what was the name of the contestant from Philly? Click, click. Yes. Jervis Peterson. Yes. <laughs> bonus. Dan gets a bonus for bonus. this. What island? Where was Survivor 2004? It was the debut season. Where were they? Survivor... Be, wait, the, wait, Borneo? Yes! Was it Borneo? Wow. Yes. The original Survivor was just called Survivor. Yeah. Then yeah. after season two, when they had Survivor, whatever it was. Survivor three, Outback? Yeah, maybe. Amazon? They decided they had to give a name to season one, a okay. name of the location. So it definitely was Survivor Borneo. You guys are good. Guys, you ready for some culture? I hope so. Maybe. Yeah. I, uh, who is the current music director slash lead conductor of the Philadelphia Orchestra? Oh my god, dead silence. Oh, that's click click. Yes. It's either Phil or Phyllis. <laughs> <laughs> um, um it's the is it still the guy with the hyphenated name? Yeah, it's it's one of the most hard names. He's this uh, Canadian Wonderkin guy. His name is Yannick Nizet Segun. Uh, very handsome, very he was wearing like an Eagles jersey during conducting. Oh, I saw that. Yeah, yes. he's he's a dream he's a dreamy guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I actually yeah. my my silence was not that embarrassing. Okay. Classical music. Yeah. That name was in my head, maybe. Okay. Uh, guys, whose computer did disgraced newsman Larry Menti hack into? Click, click, click. Uh, Dan. Alicia got... Lane. Nice. Alicia Lane. Bonus question, where is she now? What market? Think big market, Dan. Um, is she in L.A.? Get it? Wow. Dan's racking up the points tonight. Racking it up. Deadspin Dan knows a lot about Philadelphia, a lot, a lot about Philly celebs. Guys, now I don't celebs know. Celebs is in quotes. Celebs. Yes. Well, I, it's Dan, as when I read your articles, you always take very fun little kind of pot shots at the ridiculousness of Philadelphia newscasters. Yes. There are celebrities, I think, pretty much. You so mentioned. I, I was actually on, and I would never do a spot for them now, or I don't know why I did it then. I was on Fox News in 2006 to talk about the Larry Menti, Alicia Lane oh, thing. Oh, wow. really? And I used that same line I used in an article the other day that was like, well, you know, it's Philadelphia. Like, we don't have celebrities, so, like, we have newscasters. <laughs> and so after they threw it back to the desk, the guy at the desk was like, hey, Philadelphia has celebrities. They've got the Philadelphia baseball team. And so first off, one, proving my point. Second off, what the hell does the Philadelphia baseball team need to have to be called for you to remember, to remember it? Phillies. It's not Phillies. that hard. Oh, that's great. All right, guys. Um, I'm gonna, this will be a back and forth one. Where one gives an answer, the other one gives an answer because there's a couple. Okay. okay? All right, we're going to name the three Catholic high schools in Philadelphia that start with Archbishop. Uh, Chip, you go first. Archbishop. Oh, jeez. I, I, I'm not... In well, you're not Catholic. Not Catholic. You're, you're not, uh, in so in Philadelphia proper. Philadelphia proper. There's three Archbishop schools. Oh, um, Don't be embarrassed, Jim. Yeah. Uh, Archbishop... Uh, I'm going to say... I, it, maybe it's in, in there, too. Archbishop Ryan. Yes. Is that one? Oh, that's one. Archbishop that's, Ryan. Has so that's actually... I grew up... With, that was basically across the street from where I lived was Archbishop Ryan. Right. Like, behind houses. Dan, can you give me the other two? Um, the other two. Um, Archbishop Newman Garetti. Does uh, that count? No, that doesn't count. Okay. So and I guess he was only he wasn't Bishop he was just, it was he wasn't yeah, I guess he was only a Bishop Newman. Um, let's think. Hold on. Um, 
It was Father. It, it's, he wasn't even a bishop, to be quite honest with you. There's two bishops. Father Newman. He's Father Newman. Yeah, I think it was I just. Um, I guess I just know it as Newman. Yeah. Um. So let's see. Archbishop Wood is. Yes, a that's right. Archbishop Wood. Archbishop oh. Ryan. And oh, then next Archbishop. Is it? It's I have Kennedy Kendrick. Is no, Kennedy? it's a full name. It's a guy's name. It just sounds like, hey, I went to school with this guy, John, Archbishop John. I don't know how I don't know. John Carroll. John Carroll. I was going to say Carroll. Archbishop Carroll. I should, I was gonna, that's what it, uh, Chip, you should have said it. I, maybe I know more about Catholics than I And thought. there's two Catholic high schools with Bishop starting it. There's Bishop. Bishop McDevitt. Yes. And then there's a Bishop and, and another Irish name. Bishop. Judge? Kennedy Kenrick? Or? No, I've never really heard of this one, though. Bishop Shanahan. Bishop Shanahan, yeah. yeah. They're wow. the, uh, the Shanahan Shillelis, I believe. Yeah. Let's go down and let's just pretend yeah. what we know. What would you think the McDevitt you know, High School mascot would be, Chip? Uh, I'm going to say uh, the McDevitt Marauder. It, the Marauders? Yeah. Yeah, it's good. That's good. I can't. So I can't remember what school this was, but when my parents were kids, one of the Catholic schools in Philly was known as the Snoopies. But Charles Schultz made him change it. Oh my really? god! Really? Charles Schultz was a, a dickish guy. Yeah, he wasn't a happy man. You know what? He, you know, he uh, he broke away from the church, mm-hmm. and he <laughs> uh, he planted he he posted his ninety five theses on the door. That's they right. were just different panes of a oh. very long <laughs> comic strip, but they they proved its points. Guys, this is fun. And uh, that chip, something tells me you're, you're going to be really into this, right? All right. I'm going to name band members, and I start naming band members. You tell me the Philly group. Okay. This is good, right? Yeah. So if I start out saying Craig Elkins, Kevin oh, Hansen. That, oh, that is uh, one of my favorite groups oh my of all goodness. time. That's uh, Huffamoose. Whoa! Oh, 100%. Huffamoose. Yes, yes, yes. I'm still looking for If any uh, listeners can get it, there is, you have to buy it somehow on DVD, but if anybody has it, there is a documentary. Do you, have you ever seen this documentary mm-hmm. called Here Comes Huffamoose? There's a documentary about Huffamoose? Mm-hmm. Okay, my mean, fiance is a big Huffamoose fan. Okay, well, I, don't know. I believe... Cameron Crowe has called it one of the best music documentaries of all time. It, so basically what happened was Huffamoose, which I love their their album We've Been Had Again is a great album. They made it big in Philadelphia. They, you know, uh, I think they were on like a Lollapalooza or something like that. Yeah, where yeah, they, yeah. they kind of made it big. They had the album. They did seem poised for, they, they, for big things. For, for yeah. big things. And so what they decided to do was pack up a van and they're moving to L.A. So they moved from L.A. to, uh, from Philadelphia to L.A. And they did a tour all through the country and then they were going to land in LA with their big record contract or whatever it is Uh, so somebody decided to do a documentary of them by the time the tour was over and they made it to LA they had broken up yep they had they couldn't whatever happened but I still have never seen the documentary but they say it's great
Are you ready? Yes. Nate or Nathan Morris, Sean Stockman, Wanya Morris. Yes. Voice uh, men. Yes. Nice. Ah, All right. This is this is gonna be a quick a quick click. Um, John Lilly, Eric Bazilli. Click click. Oh, nice. The Hooters. That's right. There's a pizza place in Longcrest called Charlie's that until recently had like a shrine to the Hooters. Oh, yeah. Why wouldn't you? Wow. Okay, you guys ready for this one? Yep. David Bialanko, Serge Bialanko, Christine Smith, Adam Garbinski. Christine Smith. Yes. I think, believe one of their albums is called Kids in Philadelphia. Oh, click, click, click. click. Yeah. Marat. Yes. Yeah. Nice, nice, nice. That's an excellent album. All yeah. right. Here, these are, I, I, Love these names so much. It's one of the greatest bands, and just the, the nicknames of the band. Damon, Damon Tuba Gooding Jr. <laughs> click, click. Yes. Is it the roots? Yes. Uh, <laughs> Captain go, Kirk. Through the names. Captain Kirk Douglas, Tuba Gooding Jr., Black Thought, Quest Love, Kamal Gray. Oh, so great. great names. All right, this is the last one. This is old. This is uh, something. Rodney <clears throat> Anonymous. Click, click. Yes. Dead Milk Man. Oh, very nice. Chip, you did very well there. I'm very yeah, proud of you. Yeah, See, right, I knew right. we come around to maybe something that's more, right. yeah, more yeah. under your purview yeah. of uh, knowledge there. I'm still giving him the win by far. It has to be. Are right. we done now? Or no, no. It, oh, still more? This, okay, this, good. This, we're so we're doing good, it. though. We're still, still in it. Still right. in. This is more of a test than a quiz. Yeah, 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 yeah. You feeling okay with it, though? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Dan, this I, this might be throwing you a bone. I don't know. I'm just saying. How far did Rocky go in his training run in Rocky II? <laughs> uh, approximately a 50K, 30.6 miles. God, he nailed it. And um, who figured that out, Dan? What prominent uh, Philadelphia? I did. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. One in 2014, I believe, uh, you wrote a Philly mag piece where you were so um, taken aback by all the different places that Rocky ran during Rocky II that you decided to do the mileage, figure it all out, created quite a star in Philadelphia. Yeah, and did. now there's, there's a Rocky run. A run, and it's going to... I actually think it's 20... I think it's older than that because this year was the fifth Rocky... Oh, okay. Or last year was the fifth Rocky fat-ass 50K. Yeah, she had to change the name. Originally, she had it like the Rocky run. Yeah. And then... Now there... So, okay, so what's, yeah. what's very funny is that Rocky is a boxer. Yet now there are three different Rocky-themed runs yes. in Philadelphia. Isn't that insane? Which is one of the odder things that yeah. has ever yeah. happened. Um, well, the what's what's amazing about the, the woman who runs the one that traces my route, um, Rebecca Barber. Yes, yeah. Rebecca Barber. She emailed me like an hour and a half after the article came out <laughs> and was like, "Hey, is it okay if I run this?" And I was like. Yes, obviously it is. Like, yes. Yeah. Then she was like, I'm going to try to organize it. And I was like, yes, please. That would be amazing. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that article is probably, well, it's not my most read one ever, but it's it's the one I'm most proud of, I guess. It's just a, it's very up my alley, a very silly thing to do that. Want to hear six funny. degrees of uh, yeah. Rebecca Barber works with my wife. Oh, there yeah. we go. So I'd like to have Rebecca on an upcoming show. Yeah. Great, yeah. Um, she organizes the Rocky 50K Fat Ass Run. Also, her mother was the longtime either owner or manager of the 930 Club in Washington, Washington D.C., really? which is an historic. Yeah, which is amazing. Yeah. yeah, I've been. It's like a little place, and it's some yeah. of the greatest punk and alternative bands yeah. that play there. Uh, I saw uh, 
dismemberment plant. Wow, I wow. might have been That's at that a, show wow, too. I've I've, show. I've seen a dismemberment plant at the nine thirty club. Wow. I saw the dismemberment plan plan play with uh, the Death Cab for Cuties. I was there at the at the TLA. Was T- it? No, it was the uh, no. You're right. It was the TLA. I think that was the TLA. TLA. Yeah, I've it seen was. dismemberment plan like yes. times, and it was They're one of the greatest great. con- like two bands the that were perfect together. Yeah, yeah. like those two bands together. You know what I didn't like the uh, Death Cab guy put out an album this year it was a exact remake of teenage fan club's album he is such a huge fan of, such a huge fan of bandwagon s he recorded this whole album made a really? cover album and it's like picture how great bandwagon s yeah. is picture someone doing it not as good uh, that's, i don't know why i did it it was yeah, a vanity thing do that. and he's great i really like him yes yeah, so right I, yeah um okay speaking of rocky how many rocky statues are there click click yes i'm gonna say Two. There. Oh. Click, click. I think it's three. All right. You're both right. Do you want to know why? Oh, one is gone. <laughs> well, there were two, and one is in the final casting right now by the uh, sculptor Thomas Schomburg from Colorado. Basically, he's making another one. He was selling it. Okay. So he's finally. Oh, I just read that Stallone bought a Rocky that's, statue. So that's the one. Located Philadelphia Art Museum number one. Sure. Statue number two. Private collection of Mr. Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> and the third one is now available. Now, Ooh. so, so does, the, does he need the rights to... He has, I believe he has the rights now, the sculptor, to make another okay. one. There is a random city in, I believe, Croatia that has a Rocky statue. Oh really? My God. That, it's like one of those things where it's like, like Rocky is 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 popular around the world, and there's like, uh, it was one of those things where it's like, oh, we're gonna get our town attention and tourism. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's put up a statue of this thing sure. has nothing to do. with I us. hope it's hard. Like you know, do you ever see the Fon statue in Milwaukee? Oh yeah. How yeah, horrible yeah, it is. Yeah. I hope it's that bad. Yes. Chip, you should probably look up what the uh, the other Rocky statue looks like. Okay. Or we can actually have photos of yeah. it on the uh, podcast. We'll, we'll look for it. Guys, um, give me. We'll, we'll go back and forth here. This will be a fun one. Th- a TV show set in Philly or Philly area. Click, click. Yes. Um, I'll say amen. Yes. Wow. Uh, I was going to go with amen. No, was, you weren't. Were you really? I swear I was going to go with amen. I threw that in going, this is the one they won't get. But yeah. you guys are both. I know you're both serious Sherman Helmsley, Helmsley fans. Helmsley fans. Yeah. fans, right? He should have a mural. He been should. been this for a while. Yeah. All right. So we got, we, we've nailed Amen. Um, are we? Are we just going? Yeah, just keep going back and forth. Go, Let's go back and forth. Uh, oh, geez. Uh, oh, always sunny. Always sunny. Yeah, yeah. But one, um, one was big in the uh, late eighties or early nineties. I think it was the eighties. It was a drama set in Balakinwa, oh, I believe. Is that thirty something? Yes, thirty something. I didn't realize um, that was interesting. Yeah. Uh, Boy meets world. Boy yes, world Boy meets world. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. Um, one, Goldbergs is yes, Goldbergs. Yeah. Um, and then um, one is like a CSI one. Um, it was a few oh, years. Yes, oh Dan, running, and we got one more here. This one Hack. was that was only on Hack, for like a Hack season. was David Morris, yeah. who's from Philadelphia. And it was filmed Hack. here too. Which it was is filmed here, rare. For, and then yeah. there was one, I believe, in the two thousands. It was called American Dreams. Oh yeah, remember yeah. that? Oh, Brittany yeah. Snow. Yeah. yeah, American Dreams. Was that about like like the band boy fan. groups, bands? Like, yeah, yeah bands. Yeah, like yeah. moving out to yeah. LA. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. You guys both did exceptionally well. The cock well, in that show lived in the same lived in uh, the same dorm I lived in junior year at Penn. Wow. Guys, where and what year did the first Wawa open? Just a tough one. Click, click. Yeah, yeah. You, yeah. Uh, you got it. I believe, I'm going to say Delaware County. It was in uh, 19, 
1968. Uh, 68's a good guess. It was I'm going to say 64. Oh, Dan nailed it. Nailed 64. It. And I don't know where this is. It could be Delaware County. Folsom? It is. I it believe, is. Yeah. So you each no, got, you yeah. each, you yeah. each got, you yeah. got, see? Because store work. number one was demolished recently. Yes. Okay. And they opened up a bigger one yeah. down, down the road. We like, uh, I have a friend who really enjoys what, what he calls was, was. Which is when a new uses the lava. Yeah, yeah, and like there's one in Jersey that's like a dialysis center. <laughs> oh, um, wow. And and there's also a company called Pantry One, whose business model <laughs> yes, is to just, just be they just moving into all lavas, yeah. which is amazing. There's I, one in uh, Bryn Mawr or Haverford that is uh, it's now a. Uh, Tobacco, like a cigar oh, shop. Are, that's, yeah. that's a popular. That's yeah. right. I like the one at. There's one at Ethan. Is it Ethan Bainbridge? It was it's was like one stop. Yes, and yes. like I think they've changed it up a bit now because they have like beer and stuff. But for a while, it was like you walk in, it's like I am in a Wawa from the '90s. It, it's amazing, it's crazy. Yeah. yeah. Oh, this is a good one. Uh, name celebrities from Upper Darby. Upper Darby. Click, click, click. Oh, chip. Uh, Tina Fey. Nice. Jamie Kennedy. Yes, Tina Fey. My first two. This other one was a Saturday Night Live alum also. Oh, uh, click Sherry O'Terry. Nice. Oh, yeah, that's right. This other person, a a very famous local uh, classic rock rocker. Oh, click, click. Yes. Todd Rundgren. Yes, very good. We're running this. Um, Baseball manager, 59 years old, Dodgers. Tommy Lasorda? No, uh, I think he's the, actually might be the manager now. Still, oh, oh no, I'm not Dodgers Angels. I think. Oh, Mike uh, Sosha. Yes, he's from Upper Darby. Uh, right. uh, Tommy Lasorda is from Narstown. Yes, and my my grandfather was a county Montgomery County detective, and he was a uh, he was a Narstown police officer. He gave Tommy Lasorda a speeding ticket once. Nice, yeah. nice. Oh my God. Uh, Tommy Lasorda and the uh, the Fnac did not get along. Correct? No, they yeah, actually fought. No yeah. love lost there. No love. Right? I heard the. the the uh, fanatic will like drive to his house and then like do things oh, to really, him. Yeah, really yeah, like after really a game, him. Yeah. just like really take a flight. That's yeah. good. We yeah. uh, Tommy deserves it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh my just, God, Stanley's on your lap. Is Tommy still with us? I think he's still, still alive. Right? Yeah, Dan, you would know. Slimmer than ever, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Slim fast. By the way, uh, I, I have to say, uh, uh, I don't have to say. I'm just going to say it. Uh, the um, my friend Steve Swan, very funny mm-hmm. comedian. He and I have done a show a few times actually. With, uh, <laughs> I forget. I think we just call it Sugar Bakers, and we, the two of us, recreate an actual episode of the show Designing Women, but it's only the two of us. <laughs> and it, we we run around and we put on the different wigs and like jackets and we have like dress on and we just go back and forth because it's really the same set in like yeah. it's really the same yeah. set. And we we recreate this episode, and uh, it was when the one woman Annie Potts's character. I believe it was Annie Potts' character, uh, decides she wants to get breast implants. Oh, my God. So that was the whole, that was the whole episode. But we actually did commercials. Oh my and God. every commercial break, we would just show a video at the studio, you know, like we yeah. did at, at the theater. And uh, the first commercial break was a Tommy Lasorda Slim Fast Slim commercial. Fast, yes. The second commercial break was <laughs> two back-to-back different Tommy Lasorda Slim Fast commercials. <laughs> And the third commercial break was just a an outtake from an interview with him, like before a game where he's just scream. Yes, <laughs> yes, I, I'm familiar with that. Uh, yeah. Oh, that's great. Um, lastly, uh, there's one other celeb from Upper Darby. Um, she starred in the Blair Witch Project. No, oh, very oh, cute. No, uh, um, Heather. Heather, yes, yes. Heather. Heather. It's a very popular Irish name. McDonald. Donahue. 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 Yes. Yeah. Very cute. 
good actress. Guys, again, you I mean, guys. She stopped acting. She yeah, did. She quit you, acting. Yeah. yeah. She's a writer now. She just quit acting. Uh, maybe she was too scared. Yeah. Right? I get scared if, if yeah. that was my my first role. Like, jeez, you have to a you have to write the movie yourself. You're making up all the lines. Now this is a great way to end the quiz. This this is like a. Uh, very popular question. A lot of people know it. A lot of people. It's very uh, emotional for some people. Um, what was the name of the robot Philadelphia killed? Click, click. <laughs> yes. Hitchbot. Yes. Ah. Guys, Hitchbot was a well. The f- mm-hmm. one. Let's. I'm sure we've killed other many robots. There's been many robots. Like City of All right, the, the most robot prominent robot from Rocky, from Rocky <laughs> Four. Oh yeah, yeah. Gotta be dead. Oh, so we don't mess somebody yeah. now. Yeah. Guys, Hitchbot was a Canadian hitchhiking robot created by David Harris Smith of McMaster University and Froke Zeller of Ryerson University. It gained international attention for successfully hitchhiking across Canada and in Europe. But in 2005, an attempt to hitchhike across the United States ended shortly after it began when the robot was destroyed by vandals in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Yeah. As that was the end of the quiz. You right, both right. did well. Hey, yeah. you know who did the best, I think? Good quiz. I think Jeff Lyons did the best. Oh, quiz come on, come on. Yeah. Watch yeah. out. Johnny Goodtimes. We've yeah. Got a new yeah, one. I mean, I'm not trying to encroach on any Jonathan Goodtimes territory here. Speaking of Jonathan Goodtimes, yeah. uh, something big coming up for Johnny. Right. Yeah, uh, well, his arraignment is on February seventh. I hope he gets <laughs> off. <laughs> uh, also, uh, yeah, this Saturday, the twenty seventh. Yep. Is Quizzo Bowl. Awesome. Uh, do, you, do we know what year it is? It's got to be. Uh, it's Quizzo Bowl. Double digits. I think the first one was in two thousand five. So okay. this is Dan. Quizzo you've competed Bowl in a few, 13? right? Yeah, I lost by. I was on a team that lost by a point once. Wow. Give me some of your names, sir. The thing I love about quiz are the team names. Are um, fun. So we used to be the team that was second was. Um, we were actually we wore devil ears and we were we sold our soul to win. Quizzo Bowl, mm-hmm. and unfortunately, we finished second. Yeah. So, oh. Selling our soul did not work. No, um, that same team. Basically, we were also a team called Archie Hamburgers Blowback Chicken Army. Whoa! Okay, which was um, there used to be a player on the Flyer. We were watching a Flyers game before. It's we used this team for a while, and it was like there was a Flyers game on at the bar, and Art Ectels, who founded uh, Fubu's, Fubu's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He now he now works at uh, Mattatoni Stores. Yeah, and. Um, he was watching a Flyers game and had like the at a bar and the closed captioning was on. And the Flyers had a player named R.J. Umberger. Yeah, yeah. And so he became on the closed <laughs> captioning. He was Archie Hamburger, <laughs> and Alexander Ovechkin on the Capitals became Blowback Chicken. So we just like, and then I just added Army because I thought it sounded like a good team. Sure, team yeah. name. Yeah, we uh we used to play Quizzo, not a Johnny Jonathan Good Times Quizzo. We played it at a Fergie's, where Pat Hines was oh, the like host, it. and Pat was a great guy. And the thing with Pat, he had this pronounced lisp, mm-hmm. right? And he knew it, and but you know, like he hosted Quizzo, so you sure. saw, so like. Every now and then, a bunch of like smartasses would name the name of their team like Sally sells seashells by the just the kind of so yes, he'd be yeah. like, all right, let's read the names, and he'd be like, all right, you sons of a bitches, you know, th- yeah, I yeah. get it, <laughs> yeah. you know, he got. But we our motif was always Fergerberger, so we were like our best team ever, like six in a row where we were just coming in the top three. Was there's the Fergerberger floating in the toilet? Like it was just the dumbest <laughs> thing, right? Because my friend Scott came back, someone left a crap in the toilet. Yeah. And he's like, there's a Ferger burger floating in a toilet. And then we're like, that's the best team name. Yeah. And we kept that for a while. Um, yeah, that 
you're a big Fergie's fan. Sure, I love Fergie's. I am too. Yeah, right? Yeah. That's, I, that, I also like Fergie himself. Fergie, I love Fergie of, himself. I mean, yeah. he's, he is a iconic Philadelphia figure, beloved. He, he's the yeah. he's the unofficial mayor of Philadelphia. Right? I like to say, yeah. He's... He, yeah, the, uh, the, the for Upstairs at Fergie's is the first uh, place I ever performed set. That's comedy. right. You wow, said that. really? First set ever, yeah. Upstairs at Fergie's is where I met Johnny Goodtimes for the first really? time, actually. Yeah. That's great. See? A lot of history in that room. Upstairs at Eric's was an album by what band? Upstairs at Eric's. Yeah, it was the 80s. The Hooters. <laughs> Yaz, or Yaz. as they were known in Britain, Yazoo. Yazoo. Yeah, yeah. Upstairs are very popular. Upstairs uh, at Eric's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a, upstairs at Fergus, upstairs at Eric's. Yeah. Think. Um, I wanted to do, uh, I wanted to end the quiz with a little Philly discussion. Okay. Now, when people are like, what's the best movie based in Philadelphia? Mm-hmm. Everyone will say Rocky. Rocky, right? What are some others? Like, what are other iconic movies that you say, like. Uh, there's Mannequin. Oh, really? Mannequin of Philadelphia? I believe, right? Yeah. At the Woolworths. And- at the Wanamaker. Yeah. Oh, okay. At Wanamaker's, yeah. yeah. Who Which in- we need to get back to that. I want to who, was in Ma- who was in Mannequin? Uh, so, well, we-, we can just talk about Mannequin when I... Mannequin is the reason I got engaged. All right, let's let's oh. do this mannequin engaged story right okay. now. Yeah, let's let's talk about that. So congratulations, okay. congratulations, Thank which you. was right around the holidays, right? Uh, it was. Uh, it was like early January, okay. January fourth. Okay. Um, Jan is your fiance's name? Uh, yeah, Jan, Jan. is uh, Jan. Jan. Okay. Is my fiance. It's not short for anything. It's just um, Jan. Jan. Yeah. So. Nice. Uh, yes, when we are introduced to people as a couple, it's Jan and Dan. And Jan and Dan. Dan yeah, and Jan. I say, Jan sorry, Dan. it rhymes. Um, yeah. That's why she will not be changing her last name. I have put my foot down. Jan We're McQuay. not being like Stan and Jan and oh, Stan and Jan. So awesome. Bernstein. Yes. Um, yeah. Our names rhyme. Our first names rhyme. Our last names can't, can't, can't be, they can't must be, be the different. Same. Yeah. Um, so on all, on our. The first time we ever watched a movie together, um, we watched the film Mannequin, which okay. is a film starring Andrew McCarthy, Andrew McCarthy and right. Kim Cattrall. Cattrall, one yeah. of the uh, Sex and the City ladies. Um, and Meshach Taylor is also in it. That's from what? Designing Women. Yes. From Designing Women. Wow. It's all coming around yeah. here. And um, uh, Could, well, Meshach Taylor, he actually used to be in Happy Days. Did he really? really? He was either Sticks or Bags, the drummer. Really? Yes, thank you. I'm sorry to interrupt. What's, is he no longer with us? He is no longer with yeah, us. God, yeah, unfortunately. Late, great, late yeah. great Meshach Taylor. Moment um, of silence. Yeah. He, was in, he was in one of the new, one of the recent Match Game adaptations. Really? Before he died. Oh, wow. Um, so, uh, Too young. James Spader also in that. Oh, wow. Okay. Did he play a jerk in that? Because that was his thing back then. Yeah. Like, yeah. He was like the good looking preppy. Yeah. Right. Um, so... Uh, so one of the first times we watched, uh, uh, the first time we watched the movie together, I guess we were at either my or her apartment and we watched Mannequin because she, she had not seen it. And I was like, oh, this is like one of the best bad movies there is. Yes. Um, cause it's one of those movies where like the descri- so it's a, it's, if you don't know by the title, it is a movie about a mannequin who comes to life and it is, it's like the, it's not good mm-hmm. and it's like. It's it's one of those movies that's like oh it's for adults but it's like written as if it's like aimed at kids. Yes. It's it's strange cuz it's what? not a kids movie. It's magical. I mean like it's not it's like they just things happen then just like aren't really explained. I mean the 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 best part of the movie is that at the very end so you know the He's a window dresser, yeah, right? Yeah, he's he he's a window dresser at Prince and Company, which is the fictional uh version of Wanamaker's mm-hmm. in 
in the film. And the store is about to close, but he but thanks to his work with this mannequin who comes to life and only he can see, um, they the store is turned around because of its amazing window displays. Wow. Yes. Which is like it's like a movie that's like from the thirties. Thirties. It does sound like a Spencer yeah. Tracy, right. yeah, yeah, Catherine yeah, yeah, Hepburn, yeah, yeah. like, yeah. oh, you did a right. great job with that yeah. window. Business yeah, like, is booming. Are, like, the yeah. movie's amazing. There are like people like like banging on <laughs> the windows, being like, oh, this is so good. Yeah, yeah, as, as we all. But do. then again, guys, this is before iPhones and stuff. There was no entertainment back yeah, then. Yeah, people right? needed to look at things. There was, yeah. People needed to. Yeah. People would literally just walk around the city and be like, I need to see entertainment, whether it's in a storefront. You know, that's where you take it, where you, where you yep. get it. Yeah. Um, and there's a there's a part in the movie where they the, the opening she's in ancient Egypt, and they establish in the movie that she like has traveled through time because she one of her ex boyfriends is Christopher Columbus. Oh my god! Uh, and okay. so the director or the uh, uh, no the the, the, the famous the seafaring uh, uh, the famous charismatic leader as the yes. Christopher Columbus uh, penis <laughs> in Philadelphia. Yes. Wow. Yes. There's a big. Um, yep penis statue yes so uh in the movie he says at the end uh, there he's like he's like well why you know you can choose any time in history they, they don't explain how she can choose choose or right. how she travels through time or how yeah. she became a mannequin um but they explain that that she can do these things and so he says like oh like why would you want to be with me when you could have like any man from any era and she's like no, because like right now with you is like the greatest time in the world, wow. and it's like 1980s Philadelphia, Philadelphia. with wow. Andrew McCarthy time in in yeah. recorded history. So Jan and I like this movie. There's a there's a a cheesy Starship song. Nothing's gonna stop Nothing's us gonna now. Stop oh yeah, mannequin Oscar nominated. What the what? song for the, for the song? song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Is this a possible wedding song for you guys? Uh, oh, it will be. Our wedding it will be your wedding yeah, song. Yeah, yeah. Can you can you dance to that? Because you're going to sure. probably have to dance to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why not? Yeah. Who's going to we'll stop you then? Probably nobody. No one. Right. No one. No Nothing one. is going to stop us now. So you were engaged. <laughs> you became engaged. You proposed. So I proposed in the Wanamaker Building, which is now a Macy's. Yeah. In Center City, um, at the the Center Court at the at. At the eagle, there's a yes. there's an eagle statue in the center of Wanamaker's, which which was a symbol of the department store when it when that department chain still existed. And like it before iPhones, it was like, oh, meet me at the eagle. Like meet it was a eagle, good yeah. place to to meet people because it's like you know it's a it's a gathering thing. And you know, and back back then, Wanamaker's had like seven floors, and so there, you know, it was a yeah. it was a big deal. So I proposed on January fourth. And and fortunately, it had been a snow day, so there was like no one in the store. That's nice. Yeah, so like I wanted to do it here. I I, I, I had a bunch of ideas. I was gonna like tie it, tie the ring to the cat in some way. Janet picked out the ring. Yeah. Um. So she knew it was coming. Right. So, um, she apparently had been like checking my pockets for like box shaped things all the time. Okay. Oh but fortunately, it had been so cold. That I had this like giant coat on, and so the box was easily hidden. Like I carried Many it around layers. for a bit, yeah. waiting. And over the and so the the Macy's was where I wanted to do it, but I can't. I had some other ideas. I was going to tie it to the cat. There's a new like observation Ferris wheel in Atlantic City, okay. that, like just opened last month, and I was going to do it there. And then I'm reading a news story about it, and it's like although like the the Ferris wheel will be closed when it's below. 40 degrees uh, and it had been below like 32 for like three weeks then yeah. so I was like alright I That's gotta I, I, I wanna propose before it warms up 
Yeah, yeah. Um, so and then plus, if you told someone, "Oh, we got engaged in Atlantic City," it sounds a little seedy. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. Better than we got married in Atlantic City, which is a yeah. place we're considering. Um, yeah, that'd so, be fun. Yeah. So we, um, so we, we, I proposed. She was not expecting it. She thought I was going to do it down the shore. Um, and at the uh, at the Wildwood Boardwalk T-shirt possibly, place, possibly because that's very important to yeah. you. Are you a sneakerhead, Dan? I am a yeah. sneakerhead. I have uh, an embarrassing number of sneakers. I think I remember like, the first time I started following, years ago, there was a special like New Balance uh, like the Philly sneaker. Benjamin. The Benjamin. It came in like a wooden box. Yeah, well, box. no, so it didn't come in a wooden box. So what? I wanted this sneaker. Yeah, And yeah. this was before... Um, so it was a collaboration between New Balance and Ubiq, which is a Philly yep. sneaker store. And Ubiq is, is great. And they had this collab, but there was no online sale. You had to wait in line for it. So as, as I do quite often, I was like, hmm, how can I get paid to do this thing I want? Yeah. So I pitched an article to <laughs> City Paper and uh, my friend and editor, Sam Malamed, um, accepted the, the, uh, the pitch. And then I set up a chair and camped out overnight. Now, one of the things with this uh, sneaker is that the way that like there were like twelve, there were twenty four wooden boxes that you could win if you bought the sneaker. And the way that it worked is you, when you when it was your turn to come in line, you walked in, like, and they took you into like a back storeroom Ooh. and you pointed at which box you wanted, oh. and then they would look in the box and if it had a little key, you won the wooden the the wooden box. I walk into the storeroom, I look. And there's a box that's like half open, and I'm like, "Oh, I bet that's the one they put the key in." So I picked it, and it was. So it was really easy. So I now have a wooden box of of these uh these very nice shoes on my. Do you wear them? I do. I do wear my sneakers. There's maybe like, I have like two pairs that are like collector pairs that you wouldn't um, wear. That I wouldn't wear. You know what? I have one pair that's a collector pair. Is, it a, is that, that you, I would you wear. say that's your most coveted? What, what would you say, like, if you, your, your apartment's on fire, you got to grab one pair of sneakers. Which one are you grabbing? Ooh. Yeah. Is that one pair just waiting for wedding day, probably, right? No. no. So, that pair was, um, there's a local artist, Hawk Crawl, who's mm-hmm. a cartoonist and illustrator. Ubik, again, did a thing where they had a couple illustrators there, and... All you had to do, and like, if you bought a pair of Chucks, the artist would draw whatever you wanted on the Chucks. Oh, okay. So I got there. Went Hawk was one of the artists. I waited in line for him, and I said, I "Want you to draw me like Philadelphia stuff, but cheesy, whatever." So one of the sneakers, I think it was, it's things in Philadelphia that aren't there anymore. So one of the sneakers is like what was is the skyline and like the PNB sign. Okay. And the other sneaker is the King of Jeans sign. Oh, uh, King of Jeans. The, King of Jeans was a very ridiculous giant sign in South Philly that was a, a shirtless man kissing a woman. <laughs> like bending over. Bending over to kiss a woman. Like one of the strangest yeah, great, signs. Great like, like at some point somebody was like, ooh, this is, this is this how is I want to. This is where it's at. This is how I'm going to sell jeans yeah, yeah. Was, was something someone said. Um, so... 
What pair of sneakers? I guess I guess the Benjamins and and that wooden box are yeah. my favorite. Yeah, sneakers. Um, Plus, I would say if your apartment was on fire, more flammable box. Yeah, yeah. Would, oh, that's yeah, a good yeah. call. So um, two double extra points for that one. Two great documentaries. One simply called Sneakerheads. Uh-huh. That's really good. That goes into like the dawn of when people started collecting. They visit like famous people with collections, normal people who just aren't insane. And then there's then there's a, a documentary on the guy from Nike, the first real celebrity shoe designer. It was a guy who used to like run track at Oregon. Tinker Hatfield. Yeah, yeah, and he basically was he wouldn't run track. He did the pole vault, and he okay. got hurt. But he found that he was like designing like good, better shoes. And Nike's like, well, what do you need? And he's like, started like, here's a good shoe for like pole vaulting, whatever. And then he started designing. And then he went it up, and he ended up designing every Air Jordan. From like the first one through however many there really? are, yeah, and uh, um, and the the Air Max One mm-hmm. he designed like the first one with just the small air bubble, kind of looks yeah. like this. On yes, the back. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's he did. He's designed a ton of, and it's cool because cool he talks about like, some failures too. Like, hey, we designed this and no one bought it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's it's very neat. So again, just uh, Google that. What's his name again? Some uh, Tinker Hatfield. Tinker Hatfield. The name's a little. Yeah, I wouldn't normally watch, and I'm like Tinker Hatfield. It sounds like yeah. a character that it sounds fake. Yeah. It sounds fake, but it's, it sounds like the guy who is like the only man who still lives in a small town, and he runs the gas station. <laughs> oh my God, you're right. Yeah, yeah. No, it sounds like the like NPC <laughs> character in a Final Fantasy game. Yes, who yeah. sells you potions or, right, or right, like right. fixes your ride. Yeah, yeah. Um, Chip, any interest like in like collecting sneakers? Um, yeah, I mean, I love, I do love sneakers. I, uh, I, yeah, I wish I, I should collect them more. I was a huge Puma person for yeah. a while. I used to collect right. Pumas. All the, I, I only have one. They're not the most comfortable shoe, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, like, especially the old, like, the baskets, like the right. classic yeah, ones yeah, that I yeah. have, which are my favorite sneakers in the world, but they're not the most comfortable. But uh, for a while, I had a a pretty decent Puma collection. When I was young, uh, the first expensive sneakers my brother and I got um, you know, I'm 64 years young. Yes. It was uh, the Bob McAdoo Pumas. Really? They were suede. They were like, th- like the retro ones now, That's this was when they first debuted. Yeah. And they were like, wow. And then my brother got the Bob McAdoo Pumas, and I got white ponies. Oh. It was white Ooh, with I, just the light blue. Stripe. Yep. Mm. Yeah. And I, uh, I had a pair of white ponies when I was in third grade. Yeah. I thought they were the greatest thing ever. And they were it, back then, it was like Nike and Pony were... Yeah. You're like, either one, you're cool. Either yeah. one. And then Puma was right up there. Adidas, not so much back then. But, uh, yeah, and I remember, like, I wore them to literally, they literally had, like, you know, my feet were coming out of them and yeah. because they were expensive. It was great. I remember for I probably one year, the biggest craze, and I remember getting a pair, which I didn't have the expensive sneakers a lot. Yeah. Although I'm sure they weren't that expensive. Uh, the British Knights. Oh. The British Knights. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Boy, I thought I was... I thought it was hot shit that, yeah. that year. <laughs> the MC Hammer ads, yes. I believe. Yeah. Are you serious? I'm, I didn't know. Like they were actually yeah. a thing. The MC. Yeah. <laughs> and my my dad, who is not the biggest sneakerhead in the world, and also didn't want to spend a lot of extra money <laughs> for sneakers, was like, "That's all I wanted." And I just remember getting angry one time. He's like, "I'm not getting you your damn British Nikes." <laughs> like he thought they were just Nikes. So, British Nikes. When I was a kid, the first sneaker I really liked was the Nike Air 180, which was like. The bubble went around the bottom of the sneaker, mm-hmm. um, but I also had a couple pairs of Jordans. And when I would get in trouble, my mom would put them in the trash can oh my and God. show them to me and be like, "This is what 
I'm gonna do if you keep. I don't know. I never did anything bad as a kid. Right. I don't know. I don't know why I got yelled at. Keeping you honest. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. What's the most you would spend for sneakers? Like, is there anything like limit? Like, oh, I want to get this new sneaker. And then you're like, oh no, they're this, and I will never spend more than the most I've ever spent is two twenty. Oh, okay. All right. I I have a lot of sneakers because I make good. I I said as as I said, I like to shop. Yeah, I am a big outlet person. Oh, okay. Or, I mean, and like with Nike making too, with Nike having struggles now, I've gotten some really good sneakers. I like it, like the Ross Dress for Less. Okay. And like, yeah, like they're. I like hunting for bargains, and so that's part of the reason why my sneaker collection is so large. Right. Spe- I mean, speaking of bargains, another thing Dan is great at every year, I believe, probably in the past, I don't know, eight years, you take a trip to the Wildwood Boardwalk, and you give us a report. On all the latest and greatest um, T-shirts that are available, I do. Most of them are very topical, wouldn't you say? Some not so much. Uh, yeah, I mean, topical in a sense, yes. And that's you must look forward to that. I do, I do. That's something that I look forward to every year. I I've been going to Wildwood since I was a kid, and I've right. always been sort of fascinated by the boardwalk there. And when I first did this, I think six years ago, yeah, it was. You know, it was just sort of like a lark, and then everybody re- responded to it well. And I was like, well, I can do this every year. And, you know, have an excuse to go to go down there and stay in a hotel room and hunt for sneakers. And now, um, you, uh, now you've now you been <laughs> collecting some off-brand Philadelphia Eagle uh, T-shirts. I have. I, <laughs> I have. I, uh, I'm, I actually think I'm going to do a bootleg Eagle oh, please T-shirt do. column sometime in the next couple days. That or, would you know. be great. Do you have carte um, blanche now with Deadspin? Basically anything Eagles, anything going on? Like- I think so. Um, I, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's just, I feel like I'll, you know, I talk to editors about what I want to do, but yeah, I mean, since I'm in Philly and the Eagles are in the Super Bowl, there's lots of news stories. There's a, uh, there's a, a prominent Deadspin writer who is a Vikings fan. Yes. How's he doing? Drew. Yeah, um, Drew. McGarry is doing fine. He is okay. We're all worried about him. Um, I'm. I'm. So uh, Drew will actually be. I feel bad. Drew was supposed to be out in Minneapolis for oh. a whole week, and you know the Vikings would have had a chance for a home Super Bowl. Yeah, it would have been pretty cool. But instead, he's leaving Friday, and I'm flying in on Friday, so I'll uh, be out in Minneapolis. Oh my god! For, I don't think I'm gonna. I mean, I, unless I hit the lottery, I'm not gonna go to the game um, because credentialing was media credentials which i totally could get because the super bowl is is everyone i mean yeah there was literally they literally credentialed the guy who stole jerseys for like 20 years and and, yeah the guy who stole tom brady's jersey that's right last year like he stole all like i I mean according to an article i read i don't know right like he and so he just got credentialed year after year so um i could but credential deadline for that was like november 15th so um so, but it'll be fun to be out there. We're going to make a bunch of videos. Um, Where do you think you'll watch the game? Just stuff. some, like, uh, sports bar? Probably and... some sports bar. Like, I assume there's got to be some sort of, like, public viewing areas. Now, are you worried because of the recent backlash of how poorly we treated all the Viking fans? You, I imagine, will be wearing your uh, off-brand Eagle shirt you got on the side of the road probably for most yes. of the time there. So you don't want to be targeted by... I would imagine, Chip, Minnesota fans, they seem pretty... Uh, pretty violent bunch right like yeah. I, I yeah i think i think we riled them up pretty good yeah uh yeah i think i'll be okay <laughs> they, they seem very no, nice from, and sweet from what i've heard from some of the reaction 
is uh, they, they will be running from me. As yes, I, yes, right, right, because we are we are very scary people. Do you do you find do you take pride in some of the 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 people who are like Philadelphia fans that they're 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 just horrible and mean and tough tougher than any other fan, or are you just like? So I actually think that Eagles games are unpleasant to be at. And are they? Eagles fans are kind of crappy to people. Uh, especially other Eagles fans. Um, oh, really? And, I mean, and traveling fans, too. I just, I don't know. I don't, like, I've been to plenty of football games, and I've had good times, but, like, I just feel like it's such a crapshoot going to an Eagles game. It's like, oh, I hope I'm not sitting next to somebody who's a jerk. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. And and the parking lots, the tailgating for the parking lots, especially now that I there are, like, more bars to watch down there. Yeah. Like, there's, like, people, so many people just go down without tickets and they're just like oh i'm just gonna get plastered yeah and then go to xfinity and you know and just be pass out during the game or right. whatever right. and so so i actually th- i don't i don't know eagles fans like to whine about mm-hmm. how poorly the media treats them and also be like come into our stadium and you'll get your ass <laughs> right so right. like you can't you know you try to have it both ways yeah yeah, yeah. We're going to take a break right now. When we come back, we're going to wrap up this uh, episode 15 with Chip, Dan, Stanley, all hanging out here on a beautiful January night. And we're back, people. Jeff Lyons, Chip Chantry, Dan McQuaid. Dan, uh, any nicknames? Do you go by anything? DMAC is D-Mac, uh, yeah, D-Mac. Was my nickname in college. Um, I went to a high school with like 12 other Dans in my grade, right. so McQuaid also. Uh, lone, lone Wolf, I see. You yeah, adopted lone, that. lone Wolf McQuaid. Thank God that, that mm-hmm. they did not get the rights to that name when they adopted it into a TV show. Yes. Because the movie Lone Wolf McQuaid is Walker, Texas Ranger. Yep. So I would have never heard the end of oh, right. North jokes. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Chip, we got uh, you got some questions here, buddy. I see you have a pad. Look at you all prepared. Yeah, I'm trying to be a reporter here. I do. I see you're trying to impress Dan. You see that Dan does yeah. this for a living, and you kind of want to be like, I'm like Dan. Yeah. All right. Uh, do you have an article that you've written that you think has uh, gained you the most flack from readers? Ooh. The most blow, blowback? Ooh. That's Any- good. I have a thing I wrote a couple weeks ago. That I got like thirty emails about. <laughs> so there was a thing in the last was it either the last week or the next to last week of the season, the Patriots were playing the Jets. I I think it was the last week. And a guy on the Jets like caught a pass, uh, and when he got to the sideline he spiked the ball and it bounced up and hit the Patriots guy in the face. And now the Patriots guy first reacted because the ball hit him in the face sure. then like a half second later went whoa and you know, fell back and right. you know, theatrically yeah. trying you know like a soccer player or right. something and uh, and so I just wrote it being I wrote I did like hey here was a funny thing that happened but the headline was um, Patriots trying to cheat as usual <laughs> and like I thought it was obvious that this is like, obviously yes. it's a joke, right? But oh, no one took it as a joke, uh, and I got like but- long emails about how like. No one player's actions doesn't reflect on the team. This was for Deadspin. Yeah, Deadspin's headlines are I know, I know. the best. Like they're, they're yeah. you read them knowing, like yeah. you know that. But it's it's why uh, sports fans can't take jokes a yeah, lot of the time. Right. It's yeah. why like any sort of like 
like a local sports show that's funny can can work because like oh we're just hating on yeah right who's not Everybody. Philly or whatever right but like not like you National. know like a, like a jokey sports stuff like some like there's a couple stuff but like stuff that's very humor based doesn't really work because like people just get too angry yeah which is strange but that's, yeah it's how it works I guess yeah. And being that you are uh, Mr. Philadelphia and, and you know the ins and outs, uh, if somebody was coming, a tourist was coming, I always try to tell tourists to come into town, you, you know, sure, go see the Liberty Bell, I guess, but why? Uh, where A quintessential Philadelphia place, maybe a hidden gem where somebody should go. Even somebody who lives in Philadelphia, who, sure. whether it's a restaurant or, or an attraction, wherever it might be, or the grave of an author. So, yeah, so, the, so besides Walt... Women's grave in Camden. A place that, I I don't know if this is a hidden gem anymore, because uh, the Magic Gardens, which is a weird mosaic trash sculpture maze on South Street. And it used to be like, it was like, it was like all always empty and now there's like a line every day down the block yeah Yeah, and it's because of people like to take instagrams there oh okay so um, okay but that's still a really cool place and i always do recommend it to anybody coming into town because it's a it's a very like oh this really like you know like i i love reading terminal market but there's like a reading terminal market in lots of cities sure you know um and the magic garden is like a very unique it's, it's a very it's very it's a one of a kind thing in Philadelphia. He retired yeah. the guy. I'm thinking Isaiah Zagar. Yeah. Yeah. Did he retire or I think did he I die still, in the car cast with Meshach and I believe he's I think still, he's still I think he's still around. around. Okay. Oh, he's definitely still around, and I think he's still doing stuff. And I mean, there's there's a bunch in our neighborhood right around here, well, right around Chip Chancery Studios that are his. Do uh, you know Philly is still considered Mural City, USA has the most murals yeah. Uh, yeah. at any city. Yeah, it's a good the the Isaiah. Zagar thing is good because like those mosaics around here, it's like basically like they're like I think I don't know how how often this is the case, but it's like you pay to take a class that teaches you how to make mosaics and then you put them up around the city. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's like it's like wow, that's a good that's a I want to be able to pay people to do my work for me. Yeah, yeah. Or yeah, to get get paid to do work. Yeah. Uh, we started the show Pizza Talk Square Pizza, yeah, right? Square pie. Uh, square pie. <laughs> I just think I would know that by now. That's all right. Dan, give us a pizza spot in Philadelphia. Again, as Chip said, someone's coming to Philadelphia and they're like, I want to go to Philadelphia for some of their famous pizza. So all my favorite pizza places are in, not all, but most of my favorite pizza places are in Northeast Philly. Oh. So you can only visit these places if you've rented a car. Sure. Yeah, okay. Um, so there's two. The There's Charlie's, which I think I mentioned earlier. C-H-O-L-L-Y-S? Uh, no, it's called Charlie. <laughs> okay. It's Charlie's, but like... Right. There are people who are Charlie and there are people who are Charlie. They just happen to say it the same. Gotcha. Happen to spell it the same way. Sure. Um, but and I, this might actually be Charlie's, but like my uncle who loved it always said it Charlie's, so that's right. how I always say it. So Charlie's is on Roosevelt Boulevard in the Lower Northeast, um, and then there's a place on also on Roosevelt Boulevard or just a bit off of it in the far Northeast called Vince's. And they both have basically the same pizza. I think like Vince's is an offshoot of Charlie's. Okay. Thin crust. And, like. Mm, not thin I mean thin crust yeah not um just like a very um it's like a very good pizza like good I don't know I don't, I don't know how to explain it okay. I'm not a I'm not a good food writer or anything 
So, but I, there are also two other places: Ooh. Tony's and and Merck Brothers. Tony's is a place in Mayfair, which is the neighborhood where my mom mm-hmm. grew up, and Merck Brothers is in the far northeast. I'm not exactly sure what neighborhood it's in, but that's also on Roosevelt Boulevard, the pizza road of the city, I guess. Yeah, and um, and they both make. Tomato pies, yes, which are sauce pies. on top yeah. of the cheese. Um, there, I, obviously, there are many definitions of tomato pie, but it, do you think there's a neighborhood in Philly, like a section you haven't been to? Um, I'm pretty unfamiliar with Southwest. Is that? I would like to know more about Southwest. Is that Grace Ferry? What's no, Southwest? Southwest is like like out near. It's like Down West first. Philly, but South, like. If you go into West Philly and then go south of, oh, like, I know you're talking about King Sessing. I think. Oh yeah, southwest. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. So I don't really know too much about like um, on the other. Wait, you're talking about like on the other, other side, side of the, the river. river. Yes. Right. Yeah, right. Yeah. Right. Right. That's right. that's um, Southwest. Yeah. I don't really know anything about it. I know about the Southwest Philly floater. That's pretty. Yeah. Cool. Oh yeah. 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 We have a friend who who talked uh, incessantly about it for yes. a while. Yes, yeah, we do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> Oh, I think I know who that friend is. Yeah, of yeah. course. Yeah. He's uh, most recently he was looking to buy a sword online. Yes, that yeah. Could cut through a watermelon. I really felt like call, telling his wife just don't let Greg get a sword. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Certain yeah. things he can do for his little characters, funny little character. Yeah. Sword. Medieval good. weaponry. I think no, is the we don't line want it. We have to draw on the sand. Chip, what's coming up comedy wise? What do we got going on? Uh, comedy wise. <laughs> Boy, you sprung that on me. I'm, no, I mean like you or any comedian yeah. you know. Anything coming up with uh, one of your uh, one of your buddies? Uh, well, well. So first of all, everybody needs to listen to go to listen to. You can actually watch oh, with nice. your eyes. Uh, go to Netflix just out today as we are recording oh my this, goodness. which will be out because it'll be out in the future. Yeah. Uh, Todd Glass's special. Uh, yeah, Todd Glass special. Act happy. Yes, it's called Act Happy. Act Happy on Netflix. Uh, great special. And is this a recording of a live recording of it, or this is, is this? A, this? Yes, this is his live recording. Uh, no, uh, it, it has been joked that he has not recorded it, but yes, he has already recorded it, and it is out on Netflix. And uh, I think everybody should watch it. It's a, it's a, it's a great special. It's really, really funny. He's got a full house band with him. Oh, yes. that he, it's, it's yeah. a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, and also, your friend uh, Blake Wexler. Yes. Didn't he put out uh, a Todd Barry adjacent project, a Todd Barry related project? Uh, t- Todd Glass. Todd Glass, yes. I'm sorry. Yeah, so. Too many Todds. So, my, uh, my good friend uh, Blake Wexler, who is a hilarious comedian in his own right, he and Todd are very good friends. I believe I was actually the one that first introduced them, maybe. Or wow. You were. Actually, there was, was an article that Blake posted, and he yes. actually name-checked you, saying yes. Chip Chantry was nice enough to introduce him. He was like a teen, maybe. Oh, he was... He, Blake started when he was 15 years old. Yeah. His parents would have to drive him to open mic because he didn't have a license yet. Uh, and uh, but, but he's grown into a, 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 a pleasant young lad and <laughs> uh, very, very funny in his own right. But he and Todd are very good friends. They both live in Los Angeles, and from the first time that Todd called him when he was a teenager, uh, he record he he re- saved every single voicemail that Todd left. That's genius. And if you ever gotten a voicemail from Todd Glass, it's one of the best things in the world. I wish I would have kept all of mine. I have a few because they're the funniest things. It's like he rehearses <laughs> them, and they're so funny. He always he's always performing, right? He's always like- performing. So it's uh, I think it's about forty five different voicemails <laughs> that he's kept over the last you know ten years. And he, uh, they just jointly put that out as an album, and it's just all voicemails that Todd has left for Blake, <laughs> and it's hilarious. So I would definitely check that out. 
Fantastic. Yeah. And what's coming up for uh, Young Chip Chantry? Uh, you know, just follow me on Twitter and Twitter, Instagram. The That's, best uh, I have a couple of local shows coming up. Uh, nothing, uh, nothing crazy, but. Uh, yeah, let's uh, follow me on. At, I'm just at Chip Chantry, and let's. Uh, Dan McQuaid has a great uh, Twitter handle. It's, it's, it's just, so concise. Yeah, uh, I am at DHM on Twitter. I occasionally get tagged as the Deutschland History Museum. Sure, why not? Wow. Right. So DHM, it's just a short and sweet, easy to remember. Deutschland. I, I'll remember the, the mnemonic device Deutschland Deutschland Deutsch History, History Museum. Museum. That's how I remember. It's, it stands for Daniel Hall. McQuaid, which is my. Were you named name. after uh, Hall, Daryl Hall? Hall. Uh, no, it's my mom's maiden name. Oh, okay. Rich but, Hall from but that's the a news. better, but that both of those are are maybe better, better. stories. Yes. Sorry, mom. Yes, yes, um, yeah, and then also uh, we can just go to Deadspin and look you up. Or isn't there like a Kinja dot com yeah, slash dot com slash Dan McQuaid? But if you just go to Deadspin and read it and. Yeah, I'm gonna be doing some videos at the Super Bowl and uh, and probably and, a bunch of others. And go read Dan's hard hitting interview, hard hitting interview with the kid who just hit his head on a subway train. Yeah, he is 42. Not, <laughs> yes. By the way, speaking of Kinja, it always reminds me of my good friend Dan Goodman. Is he 42? Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Uh, but my my good friend Dan Goodman, who is a comedian in New York City, who I started Johnny Good Times, and I took a comedy class. Years ago, he was also in the comedy class. The three of us started an open mic at the old Finn McCool's on 12th and 7th. Wow. Oh, I remember uh, the old we, uh, I've been there. He wrote, and I believe they shot the movie. They at least shot some scenes for it, but he wrote a movie uh, called Skinja, uh, which was a, uh, uh, she was a, it's sort of like a superhero, well, a ninja movie. Yeah, sure. Uh, uh, she was a, a an exotic dancer who was also a ninja. And the and I'll never forget the tag. His, his the greatest tagline in all of movie history. It was Skinja, stripper by night, ninja by later that night. <laughs> you couldn't end a podcast on a be, on a better note than that, Chip. And you can follow me, Jeff. Uh, no, what, what? Just follow you, Jeff. Jeff. At Jeff. Jeff. At, just at Jeff. Um, Actually, I have a new publication, Jeff Monthly. Issues have been coming out. It's a very specific niche market for really uh, guys. Really, I just saw the Jeffs. The Jeff it, Goldblum article yeah, was cool. Thank you. Great. It was it was a hard hitting. I think a lot of people when they think of Jeffs, they're like, "What are what are Jeffs' middle names?" Yeah. So this issue was very uh, near and dear to my heart, where it was just I really wanted to get into the middle names of uh, famous Jeffs. The Jeff Van Gundy piece really made me Thanks. fall my eyes out. Yeah, no yeah. I'm at uh, Used Wigs. dot com. One of the worst uh, Twitter handles you can imagine. <laughs> I have nothing coming up. Because I am just a, a dad with not a lot going on. So nights like this where I get to come out and hang out with uh, Deadspin, Dan McQuaid, uh, Chip Chantry, it's, it's, a, it's an honor. Yeah. Guys, that was episode 15, Junk Miles with Chip and Jeff. And uh, again, Dan, congratulations. Thanks. Uh, on Next your... time I will run. With okay, yeah, yeah, we'll do it. This, we'll, we'll do that. Because you're going to lose weight. Shape. You're yeah. going to yeah, lose, some, lose yeah. some LBs for the wedding. Then once you're in that shape, we'll all go for a run. To Walt Whitman Grave. Well, and that's the thing. When we have a runner, you, you know, when we do a running podcast, when we have a guest, we let the guest pick where oh, right. they want to run. Right. So we will, we can go to wherever you We're want. We're going to yeah. Walt Whitman's grave. Yeah. We'll see you soon, Walt Whitman. Bye.